Welcome everyone to the Inside Dirt Show, episode number 11, making our way further up them double digits. It is Monday the 24th of June, and man, this season's getting away from us. We are back in studio. We have just returned from Gympie, the MX Farm in Queensland, and we're going to talk more about that venue in a minute, because man, it was impressive. It's been a really good few days up there in the sunshine of Queensland. Um, Joe Stevens, as always, and I'm joined by the man... The myth, the legend, he's raced AMA Supercross. Oh, he has raced I MX Nationals. <laughs> you were there, right? Um, Doesn't mean I raced it very well. He has raced German Supercross. He has raced South African Supercross, right? Oh, well, I wouldn't count that. I didn't make the money. hit me head like usual. But, but you were there? I guess I was there. Can I finish my intro? You keep going, sorry. Yeah, is there anything? What else did I miss? Where else have you been? Oh, I've done a few Rosebud Gippies. <laughs> Couple of that <laughs> club championships. Duran Stapleton, how are we doing, Duran? I'm pretty good. You look um, a lot better than last week. Yeah, well, uh, that was rough last week. Well, I got uh, did 12 hour shift, then two hours sleep, came in here, and then we backed it up with a 17 hour shift. Wow! So bank account is looking good after that one. That's what you want. You got a ride in yesterday too, right? Yeah, went out to Ride Park, which is um, was surprisingly really good for how much rain we've had. Uh, down this way, which is you guys probably missed being up in Queensland, nice sunny Queensland. But yeah, we definitely didn't have any rain up there, that's for oh, sure. I wake up this morning, what was it, one degree? It wasn't very. It was one degrees when I got back to the house at about two a.m. last night. So not ideal cycling weather, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so it would be nice to get up to Queensland and and have that race. We had an action pack weekend, didn't we? It was pretty sick. We did. So yeah, MX Farm in Queensland. Um, this is uh, the Bishop family, their property. Um, I think they've been working at this for a few years now, developing this property. And, um, you know, from what I understand, start of the year, they started talking with MXN to get around up there. And, and man, um, I remember Kevin Williams showing me some images and stuff at the end of last year, and it, it looked really good, but there was not much out there. It was just a, a rolling Queensland kind of, you imagine like Conondale, basically, is similar terrain. Um, but, man, when we got there, I don't think there's any question that is one of the best motocross tracks I've ever seen in my life. Well, um, it's nice because we don't have Conondale on the calendar this year, do we? No, we don't. And um, it, it had that Conondale vibe. So what, what do you reckon is better, Conondale or Gympie? <laughs> I think Gympie is Conondale before Conondale has been not hammered for the last 20 years or whatever you want to call it. Because I was uh, yeah speaking to someone today and because and the track, I guess, hadn't been ridden in a lot yeah there was some rocks coming up and there was some rocks it's only going to get better for next year i think they can uh obviously that looked to me like it was almost the national year if they can get the water situation sorted for next year that how good of a track is that going to be yeah it was um i think it's definitely going to be in the running for national of the year and uh like i said the bishop family got to meet mark bishop the owner and um he was a really cool dude we hung out with him on uh on Saturday night, they had like a little barbecue and bonfire up at the canteen at the top of the hill in the viewing area, and um, he's actually a big fan of the show. He listens to us every week, so that was really cool. He was uh, he's pretty stoked to uh, to talk about the show for a minute, and and I was really stoked to talk about the track that those guys have made. So um, hats off to the Bishop family because they did a killer event, and uh, there was like three thousand plus fans there. It was really busy too. 
That's um, pretty cool. Yeah. That start straight was uh, would have been something else in person, but he pretty that, fast. It would like it was cool to see what bikes. Uh, I think in the I think it was the first two fifty or the back to backs for the two fifties. You called it. You said Wilson Todd and, and Jay Wilson, and those two bikes were they were hooking at the up. end of the straight. They yeah. were the two up the front, so you called it. Yeah, it was funny. I kind of thought maybe a two fifty two stroke might um, factor in, but it really didn't that much. Uh, Cosford got a good start in one of the. Um, one of the MXD motos, I think, but I didn't really see any other 250s up there. Yeah, I guess uh, Posniak or Ferguson probably was a little bit disappointed they didn't get the starts that they were hoping for. Um, but I guess those Wilson Todd and, and those uh, factory Yamahas are, are pretty fast for the, uh, Jay Wilson and that. Yeah, a lot of time. I mean, the dirt was pretty loose. I think that might be what you'd attribute it to. A lot of talk on the 250Fs and a lot of drive. In saying that, i seen... Um, uh, Posniak's interview between the back-to-backs with Aiden, and he was saying it's quite hard to ride on the two-two stroke. But I've ridden one, and like they have more torque than it. Uh, I know it's maybe delivered a little bit it's, differently, yeah, but it's not like it's. I think probably with that track and the thing with with what uh, the cameras didn't do it justice was there was a lot of off cambers, a lot yeah. of off cambers, a lot of traversing like the hills and. It kind of it didn't funnel into one line, but you know what it's like with the off cameras. You just sort of slide until you hit a groove, and then it stands you well, back up. Well, when the track was probably, I guess you could say, at its worst sort of traction-wise, you saw in that second moto, Gibbsy was just on it. He's yeah. known for you know pulling that pulling that taller gear, and he really like, he must have been feeling it in that second moto because uh, in the first half of that first moto, he was kind of sleeping a little bit to me, and then he sort of came on strong. He passed Cloudy in that last lap, and then that second moto, he was. He must have been feeling it because you don't really see Gibbsy hammer like that all the time, and and he was making a few mistakes, but he was also super quick. Yeah, he uh, he was. I mean, look, let's get straight into it with Thor MX One, um, and give you guys a rundown also on the guests we've got tonight. Um, Brett Metcalf, Medi is going to be coming up in just a minute. Brett, um, round of the year for him. He, you know, he's going to tell us all about it, but you know, finally pain free. He's got a, a pinky finger that looks like something out of a horror movie, but I guess it's not hurting him anymore. Uh, it's pinned and plated, and it doesn't really move, but he can ride a bike without pain, and, and he looked really good on the weekend, and, and Brett Metcalf rode through to a third overall, so we're going to get Medi on, the uh, Penrite factory uh, Honda rider. Um, and then in a little bit, we're going to get Jay Wilson on uh, when we talk about the uh, Pirelli MX2 class. Jay took the overall win in what was probably one of the craziest point swings um, ever in racing that I've seen, and I'm sure Duran's going to have something to say about the format that led us to that overall. Me, because no, they had the double headers, and and he's such a big fan of that. Ah, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about we? that later. Yeah, um, we'll set aside 30 minutes for that. <laughs> the rant. Um, so yeah, that's what's coming up with Jay Wilson in the uh, MX2 side, and then we'll have a little bit of a chat about. Um, MXD, because there was a lot of good racing going on there as well. So uh, let's get straight into it. Duran, Thor, MX1. Um, we'll have a little quick chat, just an overall chat, and then we'll get Medi on the phone in like probably a couple minutes. Um, but yeah, so overall, Todd Waters, Kirk Gibbs, Brett Metcalf. I think Waters uh, made us sound pretty smart. I think it was pretty obvious that he was going to come back from America uh, full of confidence and, and riding really well. But uh, we saw in that first moto, uh, he got caught by Metcalf, wasn't it? And yep. he seemed to step it back up. And, and I think maybe Medi could have got him uh, at the end of that race if he hadn't had that mistake three quarters in because he caught all the way up and he was pressuring Todd and then he made that mistake and he dropped like three or four seconds. But then he was straight back onto him. So whether or not he could have made the pass because obviously Todd was taking the best lines and he that pace they had going was actually two seconds quicker than anyone else. So those two were really moving at the start of the 
uh, sorry, in that first moto. Um, so yeah, they were moving. I think the biggest thing with with uh, Todd Waters is he he had good track position. Um, and but do you think in that second moto he sort of had that sort of mid moto lull? Like he he was out front. He didn't really have anything pushing him because. Once Gibbsy, Gibbsy got onto him and made the pass, Todd picked it straight back up. I think I think Gibbsy had a little bit. It was only a couple of different lines and a few different ways of how he was doing things. She Todd was sending it up the uphill, the second jump, whereas Gibbsy was scrubbing, staying low, and that's where he made the pass actually. Yeah, and that's funny because Gibbsy's not really known as that guy to he throw was scrubs. Super but quick into that section, and then jumping around the corner. He was jumping a lot. You could see that he was feeling it because even through that boggy. Uh, section where all the ruts were he was wheeling and and he must have been really feeling it he definitely was but uh, let's get um to our first guest on the phone right now um like i said before penwright factory honda racing's brett metcalf fresh off the podium for the first time this season and uh, welcome to the show Matty. thanks for taking the time out on monday to talk to us mate yeah thanks for having me on guys good to be uh good to be back on yeah, thanks, man. Um, yeah, it has been a while. I think you were maybe on our very first show we did uh, at the start of the season. And um, yeah, yeah. Duran yeah. and I were talking to you about coming back from injury, and uh, it seems to have been a little bit of a theme this year. But, um, yeah, talk, talk about <laughs> coming... Six months later, we're still, <laughs> still doing the same thing. That's right. Um, yeah. But, yeah, talk about coming back from injury and, and making it on the podium, man. It had to have... I mean, I could see the, the look on your face there on the podium. Like, you could just clearly see it. It had to have felt good. Oh yeah, it felt like it's uh, you know there's always there's always you can talk the talk, but walking the walk is is where it's at, you know. And it um, felt good, you know. Like coming into the season, you know, with the back injury, and we started off, you know, a bit behind, and then once Aggie with the broken finger, and then since then it's just been survival mode, you know, and riding through pain and and barely holding on with two fingers, you know. So they haven't been competitive, so that you know during the off the off the, the break here, the six week break. I mean, it just allowed me to get the finger healed up, and then you know I've only been on the bike like two weeks, you know, this last two weeks, and but just to get some bike time um, and practice leading into this past weekend was huge, and then to just come away with two solid motos um, and a third overall. But um, those things are awesome, and I needed that, and as a team for the Penrith Honda team, we needed it. But just to be you know, fast in both motos and catch the lead group in both motos. Um, I felt like, you know, it could have been a win-win situation, you know, if it uh, was just a couple of things lent, lent themselves my way a bit more. But So I'm just happy about the fact that, you know, we're in the hunt and um, still feel like we can get a bit more, I can get a bit more out of myself and team out of the bike. So, yeah, we're in a good spot. Uh, you said it just then and, and even in your uh, podium interview with Aiden, you said it. You said uh, you'd been on the bike for two weeks. So I, I kind of laughed because you're up the front running the uh, the. You probably arguably the fastest dude on the track in both motos. Uh, so with only two weeks on the bike, what are we going to see for the rest of the year if you uh, continue getting some solid training? In? Yeah, yeah. You know, be, people wouldn't even believe how much how little bike time I've had all year. Like it's it's laughable actually. Like it's crazy. So. <laughs> It um yeah I mean this past two weeks and when I say two weeks it was you know I think seven days <laughs> seven days of bike time is the most I've had really this whole year um, <laughs> that's so crazy it, I mean since yeah but January just, right you know, that's just, yeah since January I mean it's been uh, it's been really rugged you know I'm just kind of showing up and racing and 
getting through injured and salvaging points and people thinking, yeah, he's just too old and he's a write-off. You know, I don't really walk around talking how much pain I'm going through and how bad the finger is and stuff. But the people were obviously in the inside circle there knew. We just wanted to get points and and now it's uh, healthy, but we've got, still got a bit bit of work to do. Yeah, I mean, I got to be honest. Um, you know, I got to see the. You know, I had a quick interview with you for the for the NRG TV show on Saturday, and we had a quick chat. And you showed me that that pinky finger of yours, and um, I think healthy is a bit of a vague term there, Brett, because it doesn't look that healthy. I mean, it might be pain free, but um, <laughs> it definitely doesn't l- well, look yeah, the way it not, should. It's not a normal finger anymore, and that's. It's a shame, you know. It'll it'll it affects my guitar playing and you know drumming and stuff, <laughs> and just general daily stuff. But on the bike, it's designed to be holding onto the handle grip, and that's about it. <laughs> so it's yeah, it's definitely got a bit of a hook to it. And but you know, like when I showed you, I mean that this is the best state it's been in. This is probably as good as it's going to get. But I can ride pain free. I don't have uh, pain in there, so that's just you know that that's everything. Um, said and done, I can get on the bike and ride comfortably, safely, and and, and a strong hand. How was the roost? Did you? Uh, I can't remember now. Did you run hand guards in the end? Yeah, I'm. I'm honestly probably going to run hand guards for a very long time now, just due to the finger. It's so sensitive, you know. Just tapping it kind of uh, hurts a bit. So I'll be running hand guards. So yeah, but the roost um, was surprisingly not as bad as I was expecting. I thought it was going to be torturous, but. I've had way worse. Um, I think just because it was a bit dry, if it was more, more a lot more moisture in it and a bit more clumpier, the roost, I think it really would have hurt. But I think it was, you know, because it was a touch dry, it, it really didn't uh, sting that bad. I was surprised. I don't want to hammer on about your injuries too much, but last time you were on the show, uh, we were talking about your back injury. How is that going? Is, that, is it not only your finger or is the back not really bothering you anymore? No, it's almost a... You know, thing of the past now, which is a good thing. Um, you know, it's just yeah, coming off the back and then got riding and and then bang straight into the finger. So it almost, in one sense, allowed me to continue, you know, strengthening the back and doing everything I could with the back. So I really haven't haven't had any issues to this date with the back since since the you know first six weeks up at the injury. So so that's good. Um, yeah, and now everything's kind of coming around and it's shaping up for a good second half. And it was cool to be up the front, even in the first moto, like I caught Todd and I wasn't really pushing. There wasn't a lot of options on the track to make a pass, the roost, and it was a bit dusty. And, um, you know, but I felt like I had a spot and then I stalled it with about five laps to go and then dropped three or four seconds. And then I was, you know, I just, I knew I had speed and I was a bit quicker. Um, but I was content with what we were doing and it was just fun to be racing up front again where I want to be instead of, you know, not riding, you know, riding around, uh, injured. So that was just a great day for us and cool. The new, the new club did a good job. The track needed some changes, you know, but I thought they were for their first run. It was awesome. Yeah. I was going to say, um, that track looked, I'd, I'd say it looked super fun to, Super fun to ride, like in the morning especially. It looked amazing out there and the natural terrain and, and probably yeah. something I want to touch on. You know, you're, you're one of the elder riders as far as experience yeah. in the class now. And um, did you – would you have got a lot of that in back in the day with the grass track scene and, and the thumping outs and stuff like that before you headed mm-hmm. overseas or did you did you do a lot of that stuff? Yeah, yeah. I actually won 
the Companets 400. So they had like an open class and then they had the Pro 400 class. And it was all in the same gate, but scored separately. So I actually won when I was 16, the full Pro 400 class. So I did the whole Companet series that year. Wow. Yeah, I remember a couple of the rounds, like just full grass in the morning, just backing it in, just <laughs> ripping <laughs> through grass. Everywhere, yeah. And then at the end of the day, it's just ruts and chop city. And yeah, it was pretty cool. But so it kind of was similar to that. But it actually really reminded me of a little bit of Conondale, but then to compare to an American track, a little bit Unadilla esque, uh, especially when I first got to the States in like 2003, four or five, you know, Dilla was really natural and they had grass on the track. And now it's a bit more modern jumps and whoops and stuff. But um, it kind of reminded me of that with the valleys and the flow of the track um, and some of the cool jumps. So it was, uh, I thought, I honestly think in, in a few years time that that facility is going to be phenomenal. Yeah. For their first go around it, it it's, um, it's certainly like the track sort of evolved as the day went on and, and there was a few sections, you know, after the, the first turn and those switchbacks up and down the hills where uh, those ruts got pretty deep in the end. It seemed like once you guys kind of broke the surface, the moisture came up and, and the ruts got really mm-hmm. deep. Um, I don't know if you were using some of those deep ones, but man, I walked the track after the end of the day and it was pretty crazy how deep them trenches were. Yeah, yeah. Some of the holes in that, uh, like turn four, and then you go back up the hill. I mean, that was just... I nearly went over the bars, actually. Like, the bike just stopped in there. It's <laughs> so deep. Yeah, there so, was yeah, that one cool. turn. Like that, it kept yeah, grabbing that everyone. that opened up some options. You know, there was, like, four or five ruts in there. Um, you know, but then... So, that, that corner was good, but then it kind of went back up the hill and it funneled into the one line. So, that, there's just some angles of the Exeter corners and stuff where once they figure that out, it'll open the track up and allow a couple more options. And I think it's going to be really cool in the future, so... Um, and obviously they need to figure out you know, the, the watering of the track a bit more for the next few years and the water truck and stuff. But yeah, it's going to be cool. But um, I just had a good time. Like the second motor didn't get the good good start that I needed to and charged through and caught the lead pack. And it was just cool. Like I, I knew it was going to be a long shot to be able to pass. You know, the, uh, Kirk and, and Todd and, and Hayden was in there. And uh, but I was just, I had a smile on my face as bad as, you know, that sounds while I'm racing, they're like, this is cool, you know, like, yeah, well, that was uh, one of my questions. Cause when you guys all, it. you know, you guys all bunched up with a few laps to go, like we thought it was on for the finish. And even though it only lasted a, a couple of laps before you sort of spread out again, man, it looked, um, it looked so much fun with you guys just in procession up the, the jumps up the hill and, and styling yeah. it out. Like it looks so much fun. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, and the worst part for me, I really struggled with vision being, you know, the caboose on the end of the train. Like, it was dusty. <laughs> the ruts, the shadows, and then the sun glare on your goggles. Like, I actually decided the last three laps, I'm like, right, that's, that's it. You know, if I push it, I'm either going to pull it off, have a big one. Because I just couldn't see exactly where it was, where I was going. And, you know, there were so many little potholes, like I said, where the ground would kind of bust through that crust and then you hit a sinkhole. And if you didn't hit those and wheelie across and get them perfect, man, you just got kicked out. So I just had to weigh out the risk factor. And as much as I was in a good spot for an overall second, you know, I was just like, you know what, this has been an awesome day. Happy where we are. And it was a good race. So it's uh, it's nothing to complain about. It was really cool. Something for you to build off. So you go 2 4 for third overall. you know, making the podium is definitely a great step. And I mean, clearly the best round of the season. 
um, so yeah, far for yeah. you. Uh, so I want to switch things up a little bit now, Matty. Um, we won't keep you too long. I know you've probably got a lot to do on, on the Monday getting back from the races. But, um, you know, we touched on this the last time you were on the show at the start of the season. You know, you're based over there in SA. You're a long way from the, the scene of, of, of Vic or of, of Queensland. Um, now you actually have the time to, to get a program going again without being injured. Like what, what does that look like for you? Who are you riding with and, and what are you sort of doing as far as your routine? Where do you ride? I mean, I know there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of tracks just on the side of the freeway out there in SA and the sand pits and stuff. You can just go moto, but is, is there um, a sort of schedule you're running or how are you doing it over there? Yeah, well, SA is far from the mecca of motocross in Australia. It's pretty, pretty quiet, but the scene, there's a lot of people that ride and, you know, I live in a little town, Manham, on the river and there's a lot of tracks, you know, like my mechanic, Scott Willis, this year who spent eight, nine years in the States and then this is his first year coming back. Um, so he's been out with me uh, since I started riding the last two weeks and, you know, we've gone to nearly a different track every time we've ridden. I mean, it's we've, we've been to a couple, couple tracks back to back, but... I've got heaps of tracks to ride, um, all within 10 to 30 minutes of the house. So, and there's no traffic. So for me, it's, it's good with the family life. Um, I'm made, you know, I'm able to use my time accordingly and, and get stuff done that I need to and be, be a family man as well. So it's, it's perfect. Um, and then, yeah, you know, we just set it up. I got a, a gym and I'm 35, but, I just did two thirties yesterday and I literally just got out of the gym about 20 minutes ago before you called. So got my cool down stretching and did a bit of strength training. So, I mean, my program, I mean, it's full steam ahead now. I've had enough downtime. It's time to focus on winning. And, um, yeah, definitely. It's a long way away from everything but uh, out here, but, um, I enjoy being here. It uh, works good for me. I don't really ride with a lot of guys. Last year I rode with Isaac Moore. Um, I got a couple of young kids that I ride. I'm actually coaching a couple of young riders right now too, um, which I really enjoy. So yeah, just pretty much I'm always been pretty independent, get stuff done, and uh, I don't really need you know a riding partner or a training partner as such. I, I enjoy the, the you know doing it on my own and just progressing and yeah, getting it done. I know last year uh, you and, you know, you're even all that were sort of gearing up to go over and uh, do the designations. Now, I know your year hasn't yeah. gone so great, but if you go on a tear now and, and get some round wins and, you know, with the designations, everything's always up in the air and, and stuff like that, would you mm-hmm. go over and represent Australia at Assen or uh, are you just mainly focusing on Supercross? Mm, you have to ask me once we get rolling. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was pretty upset last year you know I didn't I wasn't vocal about it to to, to, to a high extent but uh, yeah I was disappointed you know yeah you know, was still upset but you know we'd, we'd gone to pretty far lengths and covered costs and we you know we wanted to go and we kind of we knew we were in the hunt but we had to let that one go but I kind of said at the time like well, I, well that's it you know I mean it's there's too many young guys now that are on the gas. They're up and coming. We got international rising stars now. Like there's a lot of guys. So I kind of assume for me that run might be over. But if I go on a tear here, which let's hope I do, um, you know, and if the if they come knocking, I'll I'll entertain the idea. But I definitely won't be putting effort in like we did last year, getting graphics and gear and bits and pieces ready. And, and then be told 
no. So, um, yeah, we won't go that far. But uh, and and on the second, it's like Supercross was such a good thing for me last year and for me and JB and the, the Penrose Honda team. So that's a massive focus now that the outdoor championship has been a you know a long stretched out season without a whole lot to talk about to this point. Um, Supercross is the focus because uh, we all start on zero there soon. So yeah, that was. Um, be I just my have next. to weigh out the option. My next question yeah. is moving into, you know, Supercross was really good for you last season. Um, and obviously it's, it's a strong point for you having a lot of experience in the States. And, and, uh, and you know, like you said, I don't think the MX season's over for you as far as well, the championship maybe, but, you know, you still got the, the opportunity to go on a run and get a, get things moving. Um, yeah. But but looking yeah. to Supercross, um, you know, the, the series has taken another step forward this year. It's looking pretty good. So obviously something you're excited mm. about. What, where are you going to – do you base yourself in SA for Supercross as well? Do you have tracks out there or what, what do you kind of float around with that? Yeah, I've got a track. So I've got a track in the backyard. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've kind of had a little little Supercross track since we were kids. You know, just a couple of doubles and stuff. And then then last year I just basically revamped the whole thing and built, built a mini Supercross track and – so I just practiced out of here. I came across the Melbourne um, road down at John O'Cruzic's on his Supercross track a couple of times. Um, I really didn't didn't ride much last year either. You know, for Supercross, I think I did three days before the round one. And I was just like, man, the bike's awesome. Like, it's, let's go and try and win. Like, it was just... Just simple as that. I guess turned, with the focus being on and, yeah. MX and Nations, you wouldn't have had a real uh, program to, to focus too much on Supercross. I wasn't even going to race. Like I was basically going to start my Supercross at Adelaide, at Gilman. And I was going to miss the first two, and we were like donations focused, and then that kind of got you know shut down. And then we're like, "Whoa, all right, let's go Supercross!" So we got a bike ready and suspension, and then it was like last minute. You know, I think we only got my entry in like the week off. So it was um, glad. And at the end of the day, like. I'm so glad that I didn't go to the nation and did Supercross because it was really good and I had good results and, you know, put me back on the map for Supercross. That was cool. Yeah, you kind of got a little bit of a rep now of, um, I think you were the only guy to beat JB last year straight up. Is that, uh, am I right with that one? At, at SA, you got the win at um, the Speedway? Yeah, yep. yep. We're going back yeah, this year, aren't we? Yeah, we are, yeah. Yeah, that's round two, so, so that's exciting. And, yeah, last year, I mean, the crowd was good and I think it's going to be, better again this year now that there's a bit more uh, hype for the event so it's going to be awesome yeah looking forward to that one yeah looking forward to Supercross again it's going to be cool and um, you know I'm looking forward to the entry list to see who's going to come down this year I think you know on the Aussie riders I think we'll be ready to go and it should be cool but first things first you know I want to finish off outdoors I'm really really focused to you know first things first just to win a moto get that kind of get that momentum and get that feeling of winning the race you nearly had it uh, you nearly had it in that first one the first second there we thought you were going to get it (laughs) Um, yeah yeah i was kind of i was really like i got once i stalled it and i fell back and i was like oh it'll only be two laps and i'll catch him because i just knew i was faster but it was hard to figure out where to pass and then i'm like oh i've got a spot you know let's go for it i called him back and last lap board was out and i was on his wheel and then going up that star straight my roll-off film popped out of the little groove that it sits in, like that little mud flap. Yeah, yeah. And it's popped. It's like it's ripped out of there. So then as I pulled 
the role of it, I've got like wicked double vision now because it's sitting on the outside and I've got like this crazy double vision going. And I'm like, oh, no way. That's always a great distraction. And, <laughs> and then I just started ripping the film off of the off of the lens and then I could see good, but kind of lost a bit of time there. And then, yeah, there just wasn't enough to, to get, get yeah. kind of tired. And he didn't. He didn't make any mistakes. I was hoping I could just put pressure on and he'd make a mistake and I'd get a gimme and kind of sneak past and he'd, he'd just rode forward. So. so there was there was no particular was part where you thought you were going to pass him or was it just the plan? No, nah, we were running. Like I searched and searched for an inside-outside and something. And I didn't have much. I had one spot that I thought I could have a, have a crack um, and that was uh, out of that tight. The, the corner you were talking about for that tight right handed with the deep ruts and then that yeah. next left that sweeping left I thought I could I was really good then I was cutting tight and I thought I could drive up the inside um, and yeah that whole start straight in section before that full double vision in the film so I kind of just lost this, lost the opportunity and after that it was yeah Todd was fast everywhere else and we were hitting the same lines and I tried inside outsides and I'd lose time so he was he had it pinpointed. He had the track dialed in, and there was uh, not much you could do about it. But uh, yeah. he was like we both checked out on the field. I mean, it's not like we were both rolling, so it was pretty cool. Yeah, he um, he had he just did what he had to do. I mean, he had track position, and I think, like you said, you were faster. But he had the main line, and um, a lot of them turns, the shortest lines seemed to be the fastest, and then the switchbacks out the back with the sandy berms. Like I think there were a couple of times there you got probably close enough where you could have put a Hail Mary on him and just, you know, punted him if you really <laughs> wanted to. Yeah, but when you, you put a Hail Mary on Todd, I mean, you're going to have to <laughs> hit him hard. <laughs> he ain't moving. Uh, well, I was going to say, stature-wise, probably um, not the most even matchup yeah. between you two either. So, uh, yeah. Um, I like to call that section the slalom, the downhill slalom section, because it looked like a mountain bike slalom course, like just bang, 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 left, right, left, right, all the way down the hill. Yeah, probably it was wasn't fun that, that fun to, to race, ride, but, but man. to No, nah, it wasn't fun to race on, but to ride, it was cool, like left, right, left, and just hitting the sandy berms, but that dust was so fine, it was like sinking through your goggles, and it was like, oh, really? Yeah, it's <laughs> getting super close to someone, the, the roost was a lot, but it was fun. Yeah. Well, um, I think we're going to have to let you go here, Matty. We're going to keep the show moving. But, um, hey, man, thanks for having uh, the time out on your Monday to, to talk with us. And um, really awesome to see you back on the podium, man. I think uh, you probably put a lot of the, the doubters and the haters that say you're too old and you you want that hurt to, to rest and um, and showed you still got it, man. So that had to feel good. But, um, you know, yeah. hopefully thanks. we can see you build on that for the rest of the season. It's good to have the... Honestly, it's good to have the Medi back that we were all expecting because it's been a rough run for you. I mean, we were talking about it on the last show. You know, you, yeah, you, you weren't, yeah, you weren't yeah. on, but we were talking about it. Like, you really have had some shitty luck since you came back from, uh, from Canada um, <laughs> yeah. between yeah. The, the team situation and then the injuries. And, man, it's been um, it's been testing. I'm sure you probably thought about uh, maybe hanging up the boots a couple of times if you were, if you were in yeah, those situations. Yeah, I thought it's, about it. You know, even last year, you know, like the first year with, with um, the Penrod Honda team and his first year your Eves race outdoors and I think since maybe BT. Um, so we had a lot of growing pains and it was tough and we didn't have the setup we needed and it was just like, whoa, man, this is a massive struggle. Like maybe I just don't have it. But I, I knew I did. I just We just couldn't get it out. And now this year we've improved the bike. It's awesome. I mean, I'm ready to contend for wins and win races like the bike's in place. 
so I just needed me to get healthy and get get up to scratch. And so we're getting there, and everything's coming together. But yeah, I, I appreciate it. It's, um, it's a good weekend, but uh, definitely want to get a bit more and and keep get some momentum going and and kind of show like I've been tough. You know, I feel like um you know the rider I can be capable of hasn't really come out yet. So. Um, there's, there's still more to go and yeah, I'm, I'm older but it, uh, I don't feel it so still ready to go that's it I think you got some longevity left in that career maybe just call it a couple year uh, hiatus before you can get back up to speed but um, hey man <laughs> thanks for coming on and we'll, we'll catch you in a couple of weeks at cool. Maitland yep cheers guys thanks alright thanks Vinny see ya all right, Duran uh, Brett Metcalf third overall goes 2-4 on the day and um, man it, it's I think you can hear the relief in his voice as much as what we saw on the weekend. That was just great to see him up front again. How funny is it that he has had so little preparation in the last two years? And, like, imagine if he was pr- fully prepared, had a couple months of training beforehand. I reckon he would uh, go out and smash the competition because he's been all over the world. He is a world-class talent. and He's got so much experience. I know. Like, it, it's funny how he um, was talking about Supercross last year because I was actually out at Cruzix when he came out. And he had been over in South Australia, hadn't really ridden, and thought he was doing the Des Nations. And he just went out on the track, and within like two laps, he was jumping all the rhythms, and he just made everyone else there look like, like he just would bust out a section, and you'd be like, "Holy crap, where would that come from?" Like, I mean, he so raced AMA for how many years? Yeah, like, and he's just time. got that talent. Like, I guess he's for the last couple of years, maybe the preparation hasn't been as great as he'd want, but he's been able to use that experience that he has. Uh, from racing all over the world for the last, you know, couple decades. And he's just, you can see that he's just so talented. To come out after two weeks of preparation and be the fastest dude on the track, arguably, like, it's pretty cool. It is. It's it's rad. And um, I think, I mean, geez, you look back to the, the SD3 Husqvarna days, like I remember being out at, I think we were out at Park 4. It was like the week of the first national um, in seventeen. Uh, yeah, it would have been 17 and, um, you know, they were suspension testing and that, and I was talking to Medi and I think it was like literally the first time they tested that I just got bike. So this has been a theme for him for a few years between like injuries. And then before that, the team he was on not working out, like he just really hasn't had any prep, like you said, and that, you know, that just shows how much talent and experience he's got because it's probably not a good thing for the rest of the field if he can well, put no, a, coming into the yeah. last few nationals i think like he's got four rounds left and if he can start getting a routine of that riding routine the gym the bike setups where he wants it i mean i mean waters and clout and, and melros and those guys i mean they're no pushovers but metcalf is a bad dude how cool is it i didn't realize i'd hit such a nerve with the asking about yeah i was like way to bring the tone of the show <laughs> so, yeah. down to rand like <laughs> but, far out no but how cool is it that he's still so he's what 35 and he's still so passionate that uh he didn't get picked for the nations and he was Dude, actually really pissed about it he was pissed i mean i know reedy was pissed too like yeah join the queue him and reedy yeah it was a lot of um i wouldn't want to be on the selection team this year because that mx3 spot is going to be hard to pick um because if let's say medi comes out and wins at least two nationals in the last few uh, do you, like it would be hard to obviously pick him over our Australian champion, whether it's Gibbs or or well not Gibbs, Look, uh, this, sorry this, Waters or Malros or whoever Clout. Well, I think Mal. Um, sorry, Gibbs isn't doing Supercross, I believe. Oh wow! I, I mean, I think you said he's another one. He could do a Metcalf and and you know get a well, couple when we had and be a good option. We had Gibbsy on the show, and he said he wasn't sure about Supercross. It wasn't in his contract. Is that what he said? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't. Yeah. Think he's, so to me, that means like it's maybe an optional extra, but 
Yeah, but you can't tell me Maros or Cloud or someone like that uh, is going to turn down the, the nations. And I know it's in Assen and it's really... If they had any sense, out. I think they yeah, would. it's going to be a rough one. But I, I think mean, going to race the Euros at Assen is like... You have to think Ferris is the shoe-in for the MX1 spot. You'd have to think, but... Whether or not he... Surely he can get a factory Yamaha over there. It's not that simple, is it? I don't think... Is America even going at this point? Oh, I have no idea, but... I've uh, heard Tomac isn't going. And what our obvious choice for the 250s would be... Um, Hunter, but then Hunter, you've also got Jed. Uh, Mitch Evans and Jed. And yeah. So it's cool that we've got such good talent. You you put Wilson Todd into that. I know he'll be focusing on Supercross, but I mean, to me, one. you'd put you'd put Mitch Evans on a four fifty, and you'd take Ferris over there on a four fifty, and then you got Jed on a two fifty. Oh, but you put Mitch Evans on a four fifty, and then the Australian champion is going to be pretty pissed off. Logistically, though, I mean, I Mitch guess. isn't coming back to do Supercross. Yeah, but then when there's a will, there's a way. If you're the Australian champion and you want to go. I guess we'll find out. I, I mean, guess it, you wouldn't want to be on the Todd Waters, is, is he contracted for Supercross with DPH? I think You'd he is. You'd have to imagine. Yeah. yeah. Man. It's going to be know. tough. It's, good, it's a good situation to be in if you're in Australian motocross. We've got such good talent at the moment. We do have a lot of talent. It's a, it's a good time. Like we said last week with the AMA stuff, like it's a good time to be a motocross fan in Australia. We've got a lot going on. Um, well, not if you're trying to watch the telecast, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do I haven't even watched WW Ranch yet I've been You know I mean we only got back Super late last night And um, I'm not really up to speed How did Hunter do? Uh, he went He got what Fifth overall 8-5 or something like 8-4 Yeah okay So uh, Pretty tough one with the heat I think even the was uh, The first hot yeah, round the, of the, the year The dudes that live there Sort of all got gassed a bit With the heat so um, The humidity down there Is brutal Yeah um, I can't imagine How hot it would be with Especially with the humidity In Florida all right, let's talk about it. So Thor MX1. So Todd Waters gets the overall. Um, Gibbsy ends up second. Gibbsy wins the second moto. It was good to see Gibbsy pull that one out. Especially if uh, you believe what they're saying, that he's not actually 100% with that shoulder. So Yeah, from what I've been hearing, it's definitely... Um, I mean, Gibbsy's so I, when you were on NRG, you were saying it's a scapula, but I thought he popped it out. So I don't know, and I, I haven't... I mean, it's it's so hard to get any info on these guys' injuries, and... Either way, shoulders suck, so um, whatever. I, I heard it was a, a scapula, but um, that was at Murray Bridge, that's what I heard, but don't quote me on that. Um, but yeah, Gibbsy, he's um, he's obviously still got that form. It was, it was good to see. Well, yeah, the I guess you could say uh, what he won the overall at uh, Broadford. Yeah. And apart from that, the year hasn't really gone to what he would have been expecting. He's sitting in, what, sixth in points or something crazy yeah, like that. Yeah, and he's so, a long ways back. Yeah, um, so for him and Metcalf, it's going to be a battle between those two to see who gets fourth in the championship. I think that would be right because they're way off. Yeah, the, they're, it's basically they're going to be chasing down Rikers at this point for fourth and Rod Bell in fifth. Um, which is only like 14 points or 12 points or something. So It's, it's pretty close. I mean, the top three are gone. They're in another area code as far as points. It's, it's four rounds to go. There's no way no one's catching them. Um, but, you know, Gibbsy second overall. I mean, let's talk about Waters for a minute. You know, he rode great in both motos. He did what he needed to do. And yeah, it just seemed like he was um, out front. And it, it didn't seem to me like he was riding on the edge or anything like that. He was quite comfortable. He was managing. And, I, I think um, he could have gone a little faster had he needed to. I think he sort of got caught uh, by surprise by Gibbs in that second one and, and maybe could have stepped it up a little bit more. Uh, but he, he probably also knew he didn't have to to win the overall. Well, yeah, I guess, but with... They had the only the two moto format, but 
you put that other format in and it sort of confuses things. So It confuses a lot of things. Want, yeah, yeah, it's funny with the – I know we're not talking about two vitties, but when uh, – but, uh, but you want to talk about yeah, two vitties. Yeah, we'll leave it for later. Okay. Yeah. Still talking about four vitties. But, uh, yeah, water's super impressive. And I think um, we're coming into, what, Maitland and then uh, Maury and Coulomb. That's all we've got because Coulomb's a doubleheader, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So we've got Maury uh, – Maitland, Maury, and then – It's pretty crazy that – We've got obviously four rounds left, but it's over three weekends. How close the 450 championship still is, and with how bad of a weekend that Cloud had, mm-hmm. he only he's only what three points behind in the championship. Yeah, yeah, Cloudy. Um, you know, let's talk about that. So Mel Ross gets fourth overall. Honestly, pretty quiet day for Hayden. Um, he fucked into that second moto well, battle, but the I, first when moto he, when he got what he get third in that second moto, so he was up there in second. And yeah, then got so I thought when I saw the results, I was like, oh, he'd be. A little bit disappointed to lose lose that position, but it wasn't like they got dropped. They actually closed it back in. No, when when that pass happened, it kind of tightened everything up. Yeah. Um, so how sick would it have been if that four rider battle continued? Oh, it was the last lap. Man, as I was saying to um, Maddie, like it was, it looked so fun and for um, Hayden, he was doing some cool stuff. Like there was that triple step up, and then there was the next step up up the hill and man he was launching that thing further than anyone but like, you reckon it was quicker because that's how Gibbsy passed Waters I don't Waters think it was but it just it. looked cool oh, okay. <laughs> like, and that's how you know someone's in shape because you know what it's like when you flat bomb a jump by but do you reckon and you know obviously Hayden's probably one of the fittest dudes in the class did he get a little bit tired in that second one or because it seemed like uh, Gibbsy was running a high pace and then uh, Hayden looked like super solid in the first 15 minutes and then seemed to, I was like, damn, his bike's handling good and Gibbsy's bike was handling amazing. And then he sort of, in that second half of the moto, he had a few mistakes and the bike looked like it was jumping around a little bit more. So maybe he did get a little bit tired. I'm not sure if tired or tight would be the word. Um, His first moto, he charged through to fifth. Um, But man, he had a horrible start. I think he started outside the top 10. See, to get back to fifth, I guess, with uh, a mo- like a bad start like that. And then speaking of Cloudy, to get back to seventh after freaking cartwheel and yeah. down the hill like that, that was impressive. Yeah, that crash. So, I mean, Melros, so, again, a consistent day, not on the podium. Um, so where does that put him in points? I, I didn't want to talk about the points before the overalls, but... he He's... 327 and uh, he's only what five points behind so so it kind of hasn't changed much for him because he was six points behind Clout and now he's five points behind um, Waters dude we have a three rider battle for the championship oh, it's going to be cool it's going to be on all the way through um, but for Melrose I mean on a bad day he was consistent fourth overall but barely lost any points but do you, do you get what I was talking about now with the last show where it's like kind of hasn't yet shown that he's that guy to win the championship. Well, I expected him uh, in that second moto when he was in second. I thought uh, for a second he did close it up on Todd a little bit. Mm. And then really for him, I thought this is going to be another uh, Broadford where he takes off, but it didn't sort of happen. Yeah. But, uh, it's but that's what I mean is like you had that Broadford opportunity and you had that second moto opportunity here and it's like eventually... They add up. They add up if you're not taking them. Like you miss one, yeah, it's all good, it's consistent. You miss two, but you know, round seven now coming up, it's getting to that pointy end where, you know, Jay Wilson on the other hand, if we go to MX2 eventually, we'll talk about this is typical Jay, second half of the season, starting to figure it out. Um, I don't know, I feel like Hayden can figure it out, but he's got to do it very soon. Well, like... I guess we don't have a crystal ball and we don't know, but any one of these three guys could uh, be the champion at the end of the year because they're that close in points. And the fact that you throw in Gibbsy's winning back at winning, 
and Metcalfs, this I is, think, will win a round. To me, the interesting thing is you've got two guys not in the championship hunt yeah. that are going to really um, throw the cat amongst the pigeons with the wins and the podiums. Yeah, so it's going to be probably one of the most interesting series we've had in the last few years. So, um, Cloudy goes fifth overall, um, has a... Let's talk about Cloudy's day. First moto, he's in third on the last lap, and Gibbsy's on him. What happened there? Because I, I, we obviously didn't see it. On no, the we end didn't end. see it. But I mean, I think I know what happened. Cloudy just—it seemed like the last few laps, the wheels came off, and he was missing his lines. He was blowing his his um, exits, and he was looking but around. He did get passed by Gibbs, and we saw in the second moto what Gibbs could do. Like he was sleeping Gibbs in the was, first half of that first moto, but Gibbs he was fast, yeah. but I feel like Cloudy, he had the track position. Like I don't feel like Gibbs, he should have been able to pass him. And I think Cloudy was looking around a lot. He got flustered and we, it was a pass off cam- off camera. We didn't see it, but you know, again, those are the points that add up at the end of the season, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. So uh, hopefully then, this is his bad round and, and we see him. Well, he hasn't had that yet. So Well, arguably we've got five guys that are podium people, so someone's going to miss out at some stage. So there's going to be the next three rounds, or four rounds, next three weekends, there's going to be guys that are fifth overall that could win the overall. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Um, and then you look at Cloudy's second moto, he hits that soft spot coming down the hill on the first lap and just gets ejected. So was that what it was? He didn't clip anyone on nah, that? Nah. When you said cloud down, I was like, holy crap, your eyesight's good because trying to make out who that was rolling down the hill, it's pretty impressive, Joe. No, he had the um, he had the zebra gear on. It was easy to pick out. Yeah, we started Gibbs. That was our camera work. We actually got something on, that was the, on the screen for <laughs> the, the stellar so. work of NRG TV. There you go. Um, nah, I think he did well to charge back through because for a while there, he was sitting outside the top 10 at like the halfway point of the moto. Did you get to see his lap times? What was he turning um, through the back? Darnell can look that up. I, I think he was getting down to 2.0. I think the times put him in the top 10, but he wasn't that close to the front. Well, for him to catch Rikers and pass him on the last lap, like he was a fair way behind with a few laps to go. So He kept charging. He did not I give up. I think what we see is the top five in this championship, and you can see in the points, obviously, uh, Metcalf and Gibbs have been hurt, so that's why they're out of it so much. But after third place, Hayden Maros is a massive gap in points, and I think that shows that we've got that sort of top five group, and then it drops off significantly. It so does. for Clout to come from dead last to like really dead last to seventh it just shows you that they're on that another level compared to the uh, yeah there's there's sort of like the elite group and then you know you got jesse dobson six overall now i'd consider dobson in the elite group as far as speed goes he won super pole in the morning which pretty cool that um it's been all over social media how much he's working and uh cool to see that pay off for him Uh, he's obviously someone that does have the speed like he showed in uh super pole which as surprising as it is, it's not that surprising because we've seen him put lap times like that down before. Um, but, yeah, for him to come out and go, what did he go, 5-6? Yeah, he was um, he was outside. And that. he was on camera a little bit on uh, the TV show and he looked super solid. So He looked, I mean, dude, he, he got up to speed, took about half of qualifying and then, man, when he started throwing down some heaters, it was clearly he was the fastest guy. Talking about Super Bowl, why was Waters... Uh, like 20, do you have a crash? Yeah, or? he crashed. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, he crashed halfway through the first part of the track and just rode it home after that. Cloudy's best time was a 2.07. Um, and I think most of the, the, the top three were doing like 05s, 04s. Uh, so would have been hard with the dust. That's as what I was well. going to say. He didn't have clear track. And then by the time he would have had clear track, he wouldn't have seen what those fast guys were doing. So just back to Super Bowl for a second. Luke Clout might have got second in Super Bowl, but that wheelie 
out of the oh, last turn. Oh, dude. Right through the line. Now, the start straight at Gimpy is the longest thing I've ever seen. And for him to hold it halfway up that straight, it's just... Yeah, Cloudy, you wouldn't have seen it from from being at home, Jam, but man, Cloudy came out of that right-handed by the stockades up the hill, and I think he hit a little roller probably a quarter of the way up that hill, and just on the Super Bowl, that man, you know, Cloudy just held the thing wide open, and the mono was getting taller and taller, and he was just clutching it, trying to hold onto it, and for a second, we were all looking at each other by the the TV trailer just going, is he going to loop this thing out, and just straight through the finish. It looks sick. Pretty cool. He's a bad dude. Um... Yeah, Dobson, you know, wins Super Bowl. He's got the speed. Didn't really execute the races to be on the podium, but you know, six overall is pretty solid. Riker's um, eight eight for seventh overall. Uh, I don't think he was pumped on the day. He didn't really seem pumped on the track. He was pretty not over it at the airport, but you know, I think he just said he didn't have it that day, and he took the best he could. But he's moved into fourth in the championship. So, well, what he passed uh, Rod Balhut. Was yeah, Rod Bell. In that first motor. Man, what Rod Bell. There? He nearly made Super Bowl. I think he was six in qualifying. And um, what was he sitting was in the first motor? He was like top five nearly. And I, I think the wheels just came off in a big way. I don't know if he fell over and it kind of went from there. But he, we lost him off camera, and then he just tumbled down the field. Well, he must have crashed that because he, he didn't look like he was. He didn't crash. No, I, I think if it was a crash, it was a small crash. So what did he actually get in that first moto, Darnell? Because he was up there, I think, in fourth, and it didn't seem to be uh, like he was on the edge too much. But No, that's what I'm saying. He was super fast in the morning, so I really don't quite understand. I, I heard he got some 11th. 11th, yeah, okay. Oh, wow. Surely something happened for him to go fourth to 11th. Yeah. Um, I, know, I heard some things he maybe wasn't happy with the setup. I didn't get a chance to talk to him. But, well, we yeah. spoke about that earlier in the season. He, he's The problem with him, he's so young, he's only 18, and he's racing – grown men, which I'm not saying he's not a grown man, but no, he's 18 and when you have a track that's fast, chattery, rough like that, it's going to beat you up a little bit. And towards the end of those motors, it, that is a lot of bike to be hanging off a 450. He must have gone down because he was fifth on lap seven, then lap eight he was eighth and then went down again maybe because yeah, he went down to 11th. See, I'm not completely retarded. Something must have happened. I never said you completely retarded. Oh, I think you you were referring to it, <laughs> inferring it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd say that. Uh, Rikers, yeah, so 8-8. Eight, eight. Now, Caleb Ward. Wardy was back and clearly, cool. yeah, it was good to see, man. Which makes me even think that why the fuck was he racing in the first half of the season? <laughs> if he was something to be wrong that bad for him to be in 20th and then he comes out this weekend and he's... He's a solid top 10 guy, yeah. Well, no, not even that. He was battling the top five. It yeah, didn't yeah. look like he was struggling also. It was good to see him back. It was good to see him look up to speed. And I didn't get a chance to talk to him, but um, clearly the injuries is healing and he looks like almost his old self. Um, well, I call him, he should be on the podium. I was going to say, man, if, if two two days are cooling for Caleb Ward, that's a good way to finish the season. Yeah, that's that's those rides that puts in everyone's mind at yeah. the end of the year. Contract time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. a shame that he doesn't do Supercross. Maybe he'll have to this year. Oh, I think what he did it in what fifteen, and it didn't. When seem he was to, factory KDM, yeah, he, he sort of did a couple of rounds and then went home licking his wounds. I think it's it's like the I don't know, man. It's like the story with so many of them young guys. But if it was a yeah, if we had had a more of a motocross series all year, I think he would be a shoe in uh, for a ride. Yeah, you you got to do both. It feels like not if you gives you mate or Dean Ferris. Yeah, but, Come on, yeah, but they're the established they're guys. Yeah, they're the elite, elite guys, you know. Same as Meddy. If he wanted to do one or the other, they, you know, the contract would be cool with that. Um, Richie Evans ninth overall. Pretty I quiet day. Don't I think Richie would have been that happy with that. Um, 
I know he's capable of more. I didn't get a chance to talk to him. I saw him briefly at the airport and I wanted to stop and chat, but I was so hungry I, I had to run to the to the restaurant to get something to eat. But yeah, um, not a standout day for Evans at all. I'm not really sure if he wasn't dealing with the track, but uh, Longy's another one, Duran. That that's um, two good starts, and that first moto he went down early, and moto number two, you know, he had a better ride, but it, it um, still not really where Longy should be. I think what we're seeing is, uh, like I said, that top fives, that elite, elite speed group. at the moment, yeah, and then. He's going to be battling with Rikers, Dobson, and all that for the best of the rest. And not saying that Longy isn't someone that can be in that elite group, but with the way his year's gone, it's just obviously not working out. And yeah, it's I think for him to get to the next level, he's going to have to, you know, get some solid training, in, which, you know, with that injury at the start of the year, he probably hasn't been able to do. No, he wasn't able to build at all. Um, but he had. Did you see that whole shot he got in the second moto? That yeah. Was... So for him to drop back, what did he get in that second one? Uh, was it sixth? Yeah, he was outside the top five by the end of it. Yeah, so that's got to be disappointing for him. You know, it's the first opportunity that, like, I know he got a good start at Murray Bridge, but obviously that was a bit premature to come back. Yeah, you'd say, so okay, give him the six weeks. First, yeah, first yeah. opportunity for him to show us what he's got and for him to fade back like that's obviously not ideal. He was sixth in Moto2. Yeah, there you go. So, I mean, not the worst result, something to build off, I guess, but for Longy, you'd, you'd be, uh, hopefully he can figure find more. He'll be out there. He's going to be out there at Maury. Stamp it. Yeah. Um, Connor Tierney's back from WA. That's cool. I, um, I like Connor. He's a hard worker. 11th overall. He's had a crazy couple of years with injuries, so it's good to see him back. Um, Justin Robell, 12th. Baldwin. Joe Baldwin, the Vic Privateer, was 13th. He looked good all day. I thought Baldwin looked really good all day, so that was cool to see. Um, Zach Small, 14th. Joel Whiteman, 15th. Cody Dye, 16th. McManus, Dylan Wood, and Ryan Gaylor round out. Uh, Boppo, 21st. Yeah, he didn't get points in the first moto. So no. Um, not sure what happened. Honestly, there. I didn't get a chance to talk to him or see him. We, we got out of there real quick because the airport run, um, we had a long way to go to the airport. I didn't get a chance to talk to anybody. But um, you, I said it on the TV show as well, Duran. I feel like, you know, Boppo's had his grace period where you go, okay, yeah, he needs to get his shit together and show us what he's got. Yeah, he's like, because he's shown us, like, he comes back at one thaggy. And he should be in that group with um, Dobson, Rikers, and uh, Longy in that battling for that sixth spot because he's probably got more talent than all of them. And yeah, if he just puts it together, he'll be, uh, yeah, because those results, he's sort of, uh, like you said, it's kind of that whole coming back thing sort of over now. He's back. He yeah, he's, he, he's, he's had, like I said, he's had that grace period, and now it's time for. You know, because we know it's there. We ju- he's just got to show it. Um, I think. Do you reckon that team keeps him on for Supercross? No, I probably. I think that's probably their logic yeah, at this surely point. Surely they you have know? to. Um, all right. So, anything else for Thorium X One you can think of? Uh, not really. Apart from um, we didn't talk about uh, Todd, the chef. Oh, the Moto Chef. That was pretty hilarious. That was epic. Um, that was all around the pits on Saturday. It's cool when people do videos like that. Because honestly, I'll be straight up. When I first, because Todd's in shape, he takes his nutrition seriously. I honestly thought. A, if you ever get one-on-one, I haven't really hung out with him too much, but uh, he's a funny dude. I honestly thought, I'm like, all right, he's doing some sort of sponsorship deal with a food company or or he's going to do some sort of marketing well, thing. Well, his utensils were Snap-on, so there you go. I mean, yeah, he definitely used the Motorex and Snap-on with the old, putting <laughs> the, the, the motor oil in the. Egg mix, but... Um, the waterproof grease for lip balm or whatever it was there. <laughs> yeah, man. That was funny, but um, yeah, the Moto Chef, he he cooked them up on the weekend, that's for sure, winning the overall. But... Um, All right, so <laughs> before we wrap up, who's your, for your championship? Okay, on, so the, on the spot? We're four rounds out from the end. 
Who gets it? Waters. Are we going to put money on this? or? All right, let's do money. How, How much? much are we talking again? Are we actually going to pay up for these bets? Well, no, because time? it cancelled out. We can't keep doing bet on bet. We need more specific... Specifics. Yeah, that's a hard word. Uh, <laughs> All right. You know what? Before we finish this bet... What the hell does traverse mean? You've dropped it on the freaking NRG, and I'm just puzzled every time. Like, traverse, you're dropping these big words, man. Your viewership's probably dumb as dog shit. You need- <laughs> <laughs> now we've got no viewership. He's offended every single one of them. Well, if you my IQ level, I don't know what traverse means. So I thought explain. you were quite educated. I man. am, but far out. I haven't been in school for 10 years. Traverse means, and don't quote me on the actual uh, Webster's Dictionary <laughs> definition, but traverse means to like go across. Like, you know, when you're skiing or board, snowboarding, you traverse the hill. You go across, you go side to side. Okay. That's what I would call it. Yeah, I'm just throwing out that. I just tried to Google and it came up with some Chevy car. There's a Chevy yeah. Traverse, yes. Oh, yeah, it's Sorry. not the Chevy I'm talking about, but Traverse to me, that's what it means. Okay, there you and go. And that's the luxury of being a commentator. I can make up words and sometimes they're right. Sometimes they're not. You would hope that's right because well, I guess you could be wrong. Travel no across or through. Travel across. There you go. Traverse the hill. Okay. I yeah. guess. All right. So let's talk about Pirelli MX2. No, we didn't put the, the money on. So you've got waters. I got waters. I wanted to pick waters. Well, that's the problem. Uh, wow. For there to be a wager, you have to be against me. There's three riders in the championship. There's three of us. Each gets one. I'll go... Well, rock, oh. paper, scissors. We're going to have to do this after the show, though. All right, we'll say next week. Well, who do you, who, next, we'll come up with it for next week. Yeah, whoever gets waters is going to be the odds on, in my opinion. All right, MX2, let's get into it. Um, we got to call Jay Wilson in a minute because I said we call him soon. Um, what time is it here? Yeah, we need to call Jay in like five minutes. That's cool. So, MX2 Duran, crazy day with the points. Um, call Jay in a couple of minutes, Daniel. Um, We've got Jay Wilson with overall on 61. We've got <laughs> Wilson Todd with second overall on 61 points. So they tied. Um, so Jay Wilson goes 6-5-1 for first overall. Wilson Todd goes 1-1-5 one, one, for second overall. When you've got Nato Crawford, Aaron Tanney, and Kyle Webster on 60 points each. Has that so, ever happened before? One through five separated by a point. <laughs> dude, so Web- if Webster would have finished one point further up in the last moto, he'd have won the day. And instead he finished fifth overall. No, he wouldn't have. Because... Wilson would have won it on the countback with the, the second mode at school. But, oh, no, he would have. No, you're saying he would have got two He'd have got two more points. Oh, wow. Yeah, quick maths. Maths. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't think uh, that's probably pretty rare to happen. I don't think I've ever seen that. It was cool that I how know, close the racing was. Did you see at the end of the race that the officials held him up at the top of the hill and there was, like, five of them and, and they were in the control tower trying to do the maths to figure out who... I would have been pissed if I was Webster or Tanny. That's what I'm saying. Can you imagine being those guys? Like, you miss your bonus check on the podium and you're one point out. That's where you ghost your bike into the official. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so have we got time or are we calling Jay? No, we've got time for a sec. Okay. What the hell is going on with this format? <laughs> it, when Daniel, we don't have enough time for that. We've got, five we got a couple of minutes. Make, make your rank quick. So even McCoy on the thing, and you know how cool was it was actually to have McCoy in there. Dude, he McCoy's was, a legend. He's quite very calm in there, but he's got some serious insight. It was cool to have him on. Yeah, I do struggle to get him excited a little bit on the mic, but um, man, he's it's, got so yeah. much knowledge. That, but dude. if he who has, he's been around forever. If he doesn't know the format and and the whole overall thing for the Moto One, who what fan? What hope has a fan got to know what's going on? Because it ain't that hard though. I don't know why you struggle so much. I guess yeah, but when Wilson Todd wins two thirds of the motos and doesn't win the overall, it's pretty. 
So Jay goes six five in the first two, and he was fifth overall heading into the set. Yeah, the last but moto. Wilson Todd went one one five. Yeah. So that's a lot better than six five one. But that's not the format. I know. So, like, you're going to – yeah. Mate, I reckon I wouldn't be surprised if it changes for next year. That's all I'm saying. You're going to be leading up the protest. No, I don't mind. If Like, I just maybe need some uh, – You say you don't mind, but you're going on this rant. Every show. You're like an old man. No, sorry, but I just <laughs> – don't you think that, in your personal opinion, you probably don't care because you're not racing. I'm not racing. But what do you think is the better rule if it's – all three modes because there's two ways to think about it. We've had Webster and Wilson have DNFs or you know stuffed up motors from mechanicals, and that's almost saved this championship. That's what I was going to say. So it's good in that way. Yeah, it's really smart. Well, that's like and that's what the teams wanted in AMA then, Supercross. You have the Triple Crown format. Well, let's just make every one of them a full points paying moto, and watch how crazy the series gets then. Yeah, like, I guess that's like true. this isn't Vietnam, Jaren. There are rules. Yeah, I know. So I just maybe I didn't know about the rules coming into the year, so it's caught me off guard. But could you imagine, right, if if you've got two fifteen minute motos, right, and you could lose thirty five points in in fifteen minutes if you had a flat tire or someone just completely cleaned you out? Mate, it's just too confusing. Let's just go back to thirties. You just want the traditional. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I guess for the fans, they'd love the starts. Well, I like I like the short motos too for the privateers. It doesn't seem to be working out that way, honestly. But, but is it really that short when you go back to back? You're still smashing out 30 minutes. There's no difference. Yeah, it's it's just a different format. Like, you see all the riders come back and they're doing the interviews and Aiden's got the mic in their face and they're... <laughs> it's like... No, so, just to, to be fair, so is Aiden when he runs back to the rig and he puts the headset back on and he's like... They need to park a, it close to the start line. <laughs> that was a long one. I actually, for him, hats off because that was a lot of running he had oh, to do. Really? Yeah, yeah. It was uphill, downhill. Um, it's about but, time he did some work, though. It's, it's true. It is about time. Um, all right, let's get Jay on the phone because I did tell him we call him around 3.15, 3.30 and um, he does have a... A family going on, so I don't want to disrupt his day too much. Um, but we'll talk more about the point how, situation how in a minute. How typical Jay Wilson is it to? That's what I'm saying. Have you would think coming into that last moto, he would probably be pretty pissed at himself for the way the day had actually gone. Oh man, he had a rough day to start out. We're and then talk to pull about out that. that last moto and, and win. It's just so typical of him to pull it together when you think it's not going. When very everything well. is going, I mean, look, two things happen with Jay: the mid-season break, like he starts to figure it out. He grows a beard. And and goes I was going to say, like, you look at the majestic beard he had in the interview on Saturday. I was looking at that thing. I'm just saying, I, I could tell it was going to be a good day. <laughs> Let's get him on the show now. Jay Wilson, um, eventful day, man, but you took the win. Thanks for taking the time out to come on. Uh, yeah, no, it's good. Uh, thanks for having me on again. It's, um, yeah, man, what a day. Um, <laughs> I don't know. What a day. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I felt like I had the speed all day and speed wasn't the issue. I just, I don't know, I just was, I felt like I wanted it too bad and um, I learned from that in the first two motos. Um, I had some pretty, pretty big crashes and um, I just the last moto, I, I didn't pull a good start, but I just, I had to go damage control and I guess just do what I could. And I just thought, you know what, it's all or nothing now. And I just went for it, you know, and ended up, I didn't feel like the last moto rode overly great, but I think that was probably like a thing for that last moto where like all day I'd been like, felt like I had the speed, but I was probably overriding a little bit. And like, it was a track that I think, you probably had to take it like 90% to actually make gains out of it. Um, you made too many mistakes, I guess, if you were pushing too much. So uh, it's just draining. I only got to sort of watch the NRG 
uh, TV and mm-hmm. and watching those first two motos, was it you trying to run the pace of Wilson or was it uh, just, you know, I'd seen that they'd warred a little bit? Like it was kind of, you know, uncharacteristic for you to throw it away in two motos in a row like that. What what actually caused the crashes in the first two motos? I, I wanted it too bad. Um, I think that's all it was, you know. Like um, I think over the past couple of years, like I've built – really good sprint speed and like my first few laps are really good and for Wilson as well um, he, he's known for those first few laps you know once he gets those first few laps in and he puts a bit of a gap he doesn't really um, make anything happen after that you know so, um, I think the biggest thing is just if we can be there those first few laps um, we can capitalise on him later in the motor um, but for me I was just I wanted to go then and there and I, I pushed too hard you know and it ended up costing me. Um, but in saying that, you know, I, it was once again, I hadn't rode all week leading into the event. Um, I played under the radar again and just, I got sick. Uh, I got an influenza A again. Uh, it's just, it's, this whole season has just been such a challenge. Um, yeah, so let's talk about like, that a bit, Jay. Like you, um, you know, obviously you had some things going on in the mid-season break and you can go into detail as much as you want, but... Um, you know, mm-hmm. there were some rumors flying around the pits at one point that you'd lost half a finger or something, and and um, I don't know. You can talk about it if you want, or, or just talk about it. Yeah, you know, generally. Yeah, but I mean, there, there was some crazy was stuff just, happening by the sounds of things. Yeah, I mean, um, from I crushed my finger packing the truck up at round two, um, and I crushed it in the stairs and ended up having surgery, and that was all good. Like I rode through. I didn't ride after that um, until I got to Broadford. Um, and wasn't really sure how I was going to go letting the clutch and stuff out. But anyway, that was okay. And I, I got through that, you know, I, was, I got on the podium. So it was it was okay. We did damage control. But since I've had that surgery, I just am not able to stay healthy. Uh, I just keep getting sick every time I think that I'm good to go again. I'm, I'm back riding and training. And then next week I'm sick again. So um, I've been having some tests and stuff, been getting done. And I've just been trying to work out what's happening, you know, and, um, obviously I've got a daughter as well now and she's, uh, she's been, um, like going to daycare once a week and maybe that's, she hasn't been, the hardest thing is that she has actually hasn't been sick and this is the only time that she has been sick where I've been getting sick and she hasn't been. So like everyone says you're going to cough it when they go to daycare, but, um, she hasn't, hasn't been sick and I've been sick. So that's been the sort of like the weird thing that's been happening, you know, but it's just, I think my body's just been so run down and then, um, had on top of that, uh, I think you, your body just goes into so much stress after having a little surgery like that, but, um, put on the stress that I'm not riding through the week. Um, and I'm expected to turn up on the weekends and be competitive. Um, so I think just all of that's probably added on top of it. Um, it's just been challenging. Like from round two, I was, I would have been lucky lucky to put three hours on a practice bike until Murray Bridge. Um, so like, I didn't know riding at all. The riding that I was on was what you guys were seeing on the weekend. Um, Haven't you dealt with something like this in the past, wasn't it? 2014, you had a blood infection or something like that? Yeah, in 2014, it, was, it wasn't quite... I'm not at that extent, you know. I just keep getting these, like, flus and, like, just viruses and stuff like that where in 14 I had, like... Um, I had some symptoms of golden staff and that's right. You had a staff infection or something, didn't you? If I remember right. Yeah. 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 And I like once again, don't know, we couldn't really figure that out. And 
I just had some time off and ended up coming good, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's just, it's been a challenge, but um, I think for what uh, the challenges that we've had in front of us, you know, I feel like we've done, um, we've made the best of, of the situation that we've been put in, you know. So, um, and that's what I keep saying, you know, like, we're in a really good position considering what's been going on and the amount of riding that I've been doing. Um, it's, we're doing well. So, um, and that's sometimes like, you know, I, I'm probably, sometimes it's good for me because it makes me actually stop for a minute and just go, you know, calm down. You don't need to be doing this much because sometimes I get caught up in my own stuff and I'm just pounding out laps and I get into this rhythm and it's hard to break me from that until something happens, you know, and it's a bit of a reality check where it's like, no, calm down and move forward, you know, like have some time off and enjoy what, what you're doing, enjoy the process. So, um, maybe it's a bit of a reality check. I don't know, but I feel like my program's really good, uh, when it's on and I feel like I've been really smart about, um, the way that I approach my program, you know, through the week and stuff. And it's just, I think we've just been going through a, a bad spot, a bad, spot you know where when I had that surgery it just sort of kicked it into gear I guess and I've just been sort of playing catch up since then so um, yeah I mean it's nothing crazy like there's no it's not anything that I'm hiding or anything like that you know it's I've just been getting the flu and I've been getting these viruses and it's just weird stuff that just honestly just puts me off the bike for a few days and then I'm like I'm rode again this week and and I'm trying to play catch up next week, you know. So, um, like I said, it's just been a challenge. But I think for the challenges that we've had in, you know, ahead of us, we've been uh, done doing quite well. So you're 25 points out of it. That's not too bad considering what you've been dealing with. I'm going to test your memory. Back in 2015, how many points out of it were you were you with four rounds to go? Is this kind of a similar oh, situation for you? No, maybe. Um, I think probably was. I'm not sure when I took the red plate, maybe round three, three rounds ago. Well, right now, you're, ago, 20, a, you're 25 points down right now. Yeah, so I think in 15, maybe I, I had the red plate by now or something like that. So, I mean, it's different riders, different scenarios. Everything's different, you know. We've got a lot of a lot of racing to go, you know, with these double headers and stuff like that. And to throw that in, you know, like we go to Maitland and then uh, we go to a track that I grew up grew up at, you know, Maury, um, and I held a development school there the other week, and, you know, so that's a, a club, uh, like a track that I really enjoy, uh, it's a home track for me, I guess, but then you throw Cooler in as well, which is a double header, and, um, you know, I feel like I've had pretty good success there in the past, and it's been a pretty good track for me, so, you know, uh, anything can happen, and especially when you chuck a double header in that Cooler, you know, it's physically demanding, and uh, it's hard on the bikes. So anything can happen. Um, so I, uh, for me, I just, you know, I'll, every race I go to, if I can just keep putting myself in a good position and keep walking away with podium, um, I feel like that's sort of where I've been all year. You know? I've just been a podium guy all year long. Um, I mean, I had two fourths, I think that was, and that's, uh, yeah, two fourths. I think that's what my worst results are this season so far. So um, if I can keep putting myself there, um things will work out hopefully and we can uh we'll be we'll be in the hunt you know yeah i think uh, if you look at you look at the chase to the championship i I say that but 
the last three rounds is, is in two weeks, you know, not two weeks time, but mm-hmm. it's two weeks duration. You're going to be, we're going to be on the road for, and you've got uh, Maury and then you've got cool and back to back. And I think if you could have scripted a better run of the championship for you to finish, like that's pretty good as far as tracks you're familiar with yeah. tracks you've done well at. Um, so that's got to give you some confidence. And um, I think like you said, you keep putting yourself in good positions. You never know where it's going to land. You just got to do the best you can do. But um you know, Coolum, obviously last year you guys had just got that new bike and you, uh, you know, you were running that thing pretty stock and you ended up doing really well at Coolum last year. Um, you know, taking a look at your starts this weekend, like, man, that that bike you guys are running is really, um, you really got it going on with that. Obviously, one of my questions I had that Duran kind of asked, but, you know, obviously your motor was working fantastic on the weekend, but um, I didn't know if it was maybe a front-end setting, maybe a tyre pressure or, or your fork, you know, fork clickers or something, like the way you were washing that front-end, it... It just seemed like you were pushing the front. I couldn't really pinpoint, like it didn't look like you'd done anything wrong. You were just pushing the front and it was going and it didn't look like there was a sign of when it was going to go. Did you end up making any setting changes or was it just you adapted your riding style to the track? Uh, no, we, di- we didn't change anything, you know, and we haven't really changed anything all year. Um, it's just been the way it is. But that the second moto crash that I had where I lost the front and that, that was identical to what, happened to me in Belgium before Motocross Nations in 2015. Like, I just landed and the front was gone and I didn't even know what had happened, you know. Like, it just was, it was gone. I couldn't save it. I couldn't do anything. It was just, it happened before I even knew what had happened, you know. Like, I was scratching my head thinking, what just happened? Um, But it's that Shaley Rock stuff, you know, and that's the same stuff I was riding on in Belgium that year. And I saw that and I was like, oh, man, this stuff again. (laughs) But, um you know, it was just um, uh, our bike is really good this year. You know, it's uh, it's it's fast, it's competitive, it's uh, like it's comfortable to ride, and it's strong. It's just overall, it's overall the whole package is strong. Um, you know, maybe we're not always the fastest bike on the track, but we're thereabouts. Um, maybe we're not the best set up bike, but we're thereabouts. We're always in the ballpark, no matter where we go, um, and. I think that's just like, you know, like, like you said before, we went to call on a standard bike last year and you look how that thing was um, pretty much from the box, you know. Um, so that shows how good the bike is this year. And, um, and you know, you look at the reviews, the bike's been solid as well. Um, so I think we've, we've got a really good starting point. Um, so we're always just, we don't, we don't, we're not changing anything dramatic, like crazy, you know, we're just, we do the basics and try to do the basics well, um, and that's that's motocross. There's no magic, no I mean, magic thing, potion or anything like that. It's just if you can do the basics really well, and that's the same with coaching. You know, for yourself, you probably understand that. You know, it's, you can't teach magic. You're not going to pull five seconds out of something out of a kid in one day. It's just teaching the basics and making sure they're doing the basics well. Um, and that's what we sure. do through the week execution to me is a massive thing and um you know i always say to the riders i work with like the guys that win on the weekends they actually just don't do anything different to what they do during the week they just execute on the race day and i think everybody else that doesn't win or doesn't ride to their potential they do something different um but you know um talking about your season so far is is one of them things where i kind of hate to say it at this point in your career jay but 
is almost at the point where is it almost normal for you to be having to go through this much adversity? Like it's not like it's uncommon for, <laughs> I don't think we've ever had a, a Jay Wilson championship run where it's just like, yeah, Jay's killed every moto and nothing crazy's happened. And he's walked away to the, to the championship. It's, it's always adversity and, and something you're having to fight through yeah. is probably a bit it's tearing and uh, oh, wearing you down. Oh, but, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I, I don't know. always entertained. I always bring entertainment to it. I feel it's always like, what's going Jay going to bring this weekend? You know, I turn up to the week. I didn't ride all week, and then I walk away winning. You know, so like it's, oh, I, did, I did this in Supercross at the final round, broke my wrist, and uh, went to the LCQ and won the championship. You know, so I keep everyone on the edge of their seat. But <laughs> man, it's tiring. I wish I could just do this thing easy. Yeah, a little, um, a little party but, has got to be like, come on, Jay, <laughs> just just make it easy on yourself one time. <laughs> yeah, and I think also my wife, she's just. I think she'd love that as well, but um, it's always a challenge. And uh, it, always, it'll be uh, unlike Misty to be <laughs> vocal about that too, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, no, she really gives me a hard time about that. Like, <laughs> what can it be this week, you know? Um, so, no, I mean, I think, I think I'm just honest as well. Like, I just, I tell it how it is. Like, if I'm sick, I'm sick, you know? Like, I can't change that. Um, like, I, I think I'm probably just more open to people when they ask me. Um, and... Yeah, I just talk about it, you know, like people have stuff going on in their life all the time, you know, um, whether they talk about it or not. Um, I just feel like that's the best way to be, you know. Um, yeah, I it's, it's a it. balancing act for, for you guys as racers and I get it because I, I hate it. I, I don't, I guess I am a media guy nowadays. I hate to call myself that, but um mm-hmm. You know, I I notice it in the pits. Like as soon as you go talk to someone, and they've got, I can tell when guys got something going on because they'll just dodge questions and they they look at you kind of shady yeah. and they don't want to open up. And it's not like I'm going to go broadcast it on the show. Like, hey, this guy's got a torn left ACL. Like, don't you know you go hit him on that knee and and ruin his day. You know what I mean? But you yeah. you, you guys, are, I know how mental the sport is, and you don't want to admit to your competition that hey, maybe I did just get surgery, or maybe I am weak on this left yeah. knee, or whatever it is. Um, you know, and it's a balancing act. And to be honest, to the media is almost giving your competition the upper hand. I know you got the experience. No, that's probably all bu- you know bullshit at this point. But each, yeah, yeah, you know, each each guy's mentality is their own. And and if they have to be stubborn enough to just say, you know, nothing wrong with me, it's like, okay, well, fair enough. Go go do your thing. But it also is yeah. a double edged sword because yeah. when you don't get the results that people are expecting because you're injured. You could throw that out there, and it's not an excuse, but at least the media guys can go, "Hey, no, nah, he he had a practice crash during the week and rung his bell, or whatever it is." You know? Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing as well. Like, I'm not vocal about it. I'm not going to like go telecast. Uh, as you probably see, I'm pretty like quiet on social media these days. Like, I don't post a lot. Um, but that's just more for my, myself. You know, like I feel like I'm healthier and I'm happier when I'm not on social media. Obviously, I have to do it because Jay Wilson. I'm a business. You know, like how I create my business and that's how I need well the world people. the world does need more beard picks Jay I'm not going to lie so if you can <laughs> dude you're creepy as f- with this beard I'm, stuff no look the beard has got powers it's it's not it's no, not it's not well, a, um, well, a homoerotic thing me, it's just uh, <laughs> when the beard grows good, me, good shit happens let me take that thing off you know like it's here to stay because uh, apparently I look too young for her when I when I don't have a beard, so the beard's got to stay. It was it, no, nah, what it is. Uh, it was the like, running, the running joke of when Misty was on the tour with us was that you know the beard and the J Rab thing. But um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, that's why I bring it up. But you let that thing grow out gnarly in fifteen, and you won the championship. So all I'm saying yeah. is, grow it out, and <laughs> we might be talking off the column, you know. 
Yeah, I think that's probably the problem. I was probably getting bacteria or something in the beard and it's making me think so I had to trim back a little bit. Maybe that's what's going on. You don't on. have enough defense. It's not thick enough, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. No, I mean, like, like what I was saying is like uh, social media and stuff like that, I don't really get into it a whole lot anymore. Like I have pretty quiet on them now. Like, I mean, for the coaching stuff, I'm, I try to push that as much as I can on there. Um, obviously, that's the easiest way to get it out there. Um, but I'll... I'll post stuff when it's needed to be said or whatever, but I'm not going to go out and go like, yeah, I'm leading into this weekend. Like, this is a, a press release on what's going on this week and um, I'm sick and I've broken this or whatever. You know, like if someone comes up and asks me, ask how things are going, I'm going to just be honest. Like I told people leading into the weekend, yeah, I've got influenza, I've got the flu, I haven't rode all week. You know, like I can't change that, but I think that's probably... My mentality's probably changed a little bit where I used to be like, oh, he knows I'm sick. Like, maybe I'm like down, you know, like he might have that upper edge on me at the end of the night or whatever. But, you know, I'm just like, whatever. Like, I've dug deeper in tougher situations before or like, you know, I live in a different world to half these kids I'm racing against, you know. Like, I deal with different things every day, uh, different challenges every day compared to them, you know. Like, I don't... So, for me, I'm just like... It is what it is, and if I'm sick, I'm sick. If I've got something broken, I'm riding through it. So speaking of um, like speaking of touching on that, like you are one of the elder guys in the class. How old are you now, Jay? 25. Wow. That's, no, 24. I'm 24 now. Oh, yeah, you're, 25. You're so, you're so old. <laughs> um, so, you know, you've, you've done the 450 thing before, obviously. Um yeah. Is it something you're going to consider? You know, obviously you'll run 250 Supercross this year. Are you going to consider going mm-hmm. back up or are you, I know stature, you know, a little bit of a smaller guy. Like, do you prefer riding the 250? Yeah. Like, what do you think there? Oh, man. I, to be honest, I'm riding a motorbike for a living. I'm, I have a family to support. We get to enjoy every day together. I'm not at work nine to five. Like, obviously there's days where I'm at the track and I'm riding, I'm pushing it. There's times when I've got to train and be away on the weekend. I get to ride a motorbike and support a family um, off racing a 250. People can say whatever they want. But the thing is, I'm riding a motorbike and I'm able to support myself and my family. So um, that's sort of where I'm at it with it, you know. And if that's riding a 250 for now, there's no rule to say that I can't ride a 250. That's just what everyone else's opinion is. And for me, it's, you know, I'm getting a paycheck. They aren't. I'm out there busting my ass to to race, you know, so um, they can say whatever they want for the people that think that I should move up or whatever, but that's sort of where I'm at with it. But as well, um, you know, I, I'm, I've done the 450 thing and I thought the time was right, um, but it just didn't work out, you know. Things didn't work out. Uh, I didn't have the support that I needed to make that transition at the time. Yeah, we've had um, that conversation before too about that program you were on. I don't think that... I think both you guys on that team kind of got, uh, I don't know what the word is, on air, but it, it, it definitely wasn't what it was supposed to be. I think we could leave it at that. Yeah, no, and, yeah, you know, like, it's, it's all cool. There was cool people there, and there was people that wanted to help, but they could only help so much, you know. Um, so that's sort of where that was at, you know. Like, Pip Harrison, man, he would have been over backwards if he could have, like, to give me everything he possibly could, but it, there was only so much he could do, you know, um, especially working a full-time job. But... For me, like, like um, yeah, it, it was just, I want to, um, my plan is to go to um, America in December and 
I'm going to race first uh, four to five rounds of uh, Supercross. Um, that'll be on 250. So, oh, sorry, so you're going to you're going to race the first uh, West Coast rounds next year? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Wow, so, that's um, awesome. I, yeah, so that's the plan now. I, I'll finish Supercross here in Australia. Um, we'll go over in December um, and ride and train, get ready for the first four or five. Waiting on the calendar to come out just to confirm some stuff first, but then, uh, yeah, so I'm going to go over and do that. And then, obviously, doing that, um, I don't know where that sort of puts me going into next year. You know, like I, I feel like if I want to make that transition to 450 with the team that I'm at now, you know, like there's a good group of guys there, um, and it's like sort of it's home for me, that's family, you know, that group that it works for me. Um, low key, it just we go out go about doing our job and if I want to make that transition to 450 uh, I think that's the perfect place to do it um, but I sort of need time as well on my hands and you know I want to race Supercross it's something that um, I feel like I, I enjoy Supercross more than motocross it's not to say that I don't enjoy motocross and I don't like it but I, I say Supercross is just a bit easier on me um, it becomes a bit more natural um, I, I don't really like to hang it out that much I feel like I'm more technical and as you see when the tracks get more technical that's sort of where I shine um, so Supercross probably my forte and um, you know but if I go to like going to America next year um, to do that I don't really have enough time to get ready to, to ride 450 or the, the prep speaking the of prep for it, you know speaking of Supercross I don't think we've ever seen like you've won a few championships now but we haven't seen you run the number one uh, with you moving yeah. up classes and all that stuff. Are you going to run the number one? Yeah, I mean, we really haven't spoken oh, about that. you but probably I'd say, should. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd you say Yamaha. Like, from, yeah, I'd, I'd say Yamaha. Like, I don't care to run it. That's I earned it, you know, so it's my number. But, um, yeah, I think for Yamaha, they'd probably want me to run it. So I'd say I'll, I'll run it. Um, yeah, I, it just never has worked out. Like, I've always moved up or done something else you know um so i haven't been able to run the number one but i think that i think it'd be pretty cool to run the number one um but yeah going back on the 450 thing i don't i don't know if next year will be the year to do it um what i'm getting from this conversation is that at 24 25 you're far from you're in the prime years of your career athletically physically everything in between you know take your health issues aside like and i think you're probably mature enough at your age where you've gone through, we normally lose the guys, I'd say around 22, 21. That's where it, it tends to fall off the wagon when they, they go out of MXD and they're not winning in MX2 and they're not making money and there's that real world pressure. And I feel like somehow yeah. you did survive that. Like you went to Europe and it nearly did all go to shit where it was pretty much you were yeah. done. Um, but you've bounced back yeah. from that. And now I feel like you're at that point where you're doing well enough to, to keep getting rides. And, and like you said, if you can support your family and make a, a paycheck and get your bonuses and keep your career moving, you don't got to rush to do these things. Like Brett Metcalf's 35 no. years old. I think you just said on the show a minute ago, um, you know, yep. Chad Reed's 40, 42. No, he's not. <laughs> you are, no, he's, no he's, he's 37, isn't he? No, yeah. Chad's 40. Yeah. Is he 40 this year? No, he's not. No, no, I think he's, he's like, close. He's like thirty-seven. No, I think he's he's like, why does everyone go on about him being so old then? Because <laughs> he's racing twenty-four-year-olds. Well, yeah, he's racing. Yeah, I think that. I think that's probably the thing. Is like, all right, maybe I exaggerated a little bit, but well, they make it sound like he's that old anyway. But it's just a storyline. Go on the start line with his uh, walking stick, but he's not that old. 
Yeah, it's um, he ain't that old, and neither are you. You're you're not even close to old. I mean, you, you've got. No, and I think that that's I think that's probably the thing that like people think that I'm older than what I am. You know, like dude, you're comparing Jay that, to to Chad, and there's a 13 year. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> no, <out>. I'm not. <laughs> Just throwing him under the bus. What I'm saying is. <laughs> I'm saying that Maddie's 35, Chad's in his late 30s or whatever. Put Jay and out to pasture, he's done. Yeah, mate. Jay, <laughs> Jay's, Jay's a 35-year-old, 24-year-old. But what, what I'm getting at is there's like a decade there of earning and racing as far as a career goes that he can do. If, yeah, yeah, and, and that, that's, I think that's where like, you know, like... If he calms down on the crazy they, shit a little bit, that's all. Yeah, Just, well, like, <laughs> I'm riding 250. People can say whatever they want to say, but that's the thing, I'm... I'm making a living out of riding a motorbike. I mean, I'm you're far from the Australian Mighty Davalos. You're not there yet. <laughs> no, and, and <laughs> people think that, you know, I've been, I haven't missed it. The only time that I missed races was when I went to Europe. Other than that, I've never missed a race. Like, I've always lined up. Or I've never missed a race from injury or anything like that. Just, the only time I've missed a race here in Australia is when I went to Europe. Um, so I've been, since I turned... No, since I went under 19s and did three years under 19s, whatever, that I have, I've been at every single race. So yeah, I may look older because I've been at, been at every single race, and um, I've probably been in the spotlight a lot more than other people um, or other races. You know, like I've, I've, every year I'm I'm thereabouts. You know, um, so well, I think it's the fact of top of that I'm married with a kid. Um, people probably think that I'm older than what I am, but. Uh, yeah, I, I think I have a long time in it, and especially while I'm enjoying it, like I am, you know, like I said on the weekends, I appreciate my job every day, um, that I get, to, like, I get to go to work and get to enjoy this time, you know, with my family. You know, you, I take my daughter to the track and my wife comes along and I finish my motto and I put Poppy on the, on the seat with me and she comes for a ride and that's like, if I don't do that, I'm in, I'm in the bad books, you know, so like, I'm enjoying what I'm doing and I, I try to, um, just appreciate what I get to do. Um, so I I feel like I still have a long time left in me. Um, I think you're doing it the right way. I do. I think um, a lot of riders. Could... I don't think there's any reason to rush it. You know, that, that's what I tried to do that, and it didn't work. No, it, you know, it broke me. You know, because I I was just rushing. I wanted to be somewhere. Now I was always looking to the future, um, and I want to be here. I want to be doing that. What's happening next? Then now I'm just like. You know what? Enjoy what's happening now. Be here now, and that's just how I've tried to be now. You know, it's like enjoy the process um, instead of thinking, planning what what's next year got in store. You know, like obviously I'm planning the American thing, and I'm I've got a few sponsors that want to uh, help me, um, but I'm funding that myself as well. You know, like I'm investing in that because that's something that I believe in and something that I want to do, but I want to do it with my family too and enjoy it. Um, that, that's going to be so, an awesome trip to do as well. I really hope you can uh, pull that off, and um, you yeah, know, it'll be so one of at those. At the moment, it, it's it's that's that's the goal. Um, but you know, that's where I'm at in my career is that I want to enjoy my job, um, and I don't, you know, the the time that it becomes where I don't enjoy it, um, then I'll step away from it. You know, like it's, I get to ride a motorbike for a living. How cool is that? Pretty cool, man. I'm not going to lie. It's, uh, it's not so, the glitz and glamour yeah. everyone thinks it is, but um, hey, Jay, we're yeah, going to have to... Yeah, I mean, there's uh, always pressure. 
Yeah, it was pressure. Um, sorry, man. We're just uh, we're going to have to keep moving here. I'm just looking at the time. We've been on the on the call to you for over 30 minutes here, so we're going to get through the rest of the show. <laughs> um, it gets pretty no, deep. Sure. It gets pretty deep and meaningful sometimes when Jay's on the line. So uh, you know, yeah, time can. Sorry, man. I can't. Nah, it's all good, man. It's all good. But um, no, nah, look, it was great to see you get that win, and um, you know. You know, I think had you have not had them crashes in the first two motos, you'd have definitely made life a lot easier on yourself and the points would have been yeah, a little bit sure. different. Um, but great day for you, great day for the team. Uh, the the Amalu Yamaha setup, I'm sure Bishop was pumped with that win. And um, yeah, man, thank you for coming on. And we will catch you in a few weeks at, um, at Gimpy. Thanks a lot, Jay. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Cheers, guys. We were at Gimpy. I'll see you, Maitland. Thanks, bud. <laughs> Yep. Um, all right, Jay Wilson, Jerem. Yeah, cool, cool interview always with Jay. Yeah, man, I got to do a one-on-one with him soon because, man, he's got. I would get super deep. He's got some good perspective on things. I didn't want to bring up the American thing, but I'd actually been speaking to his brother about it. Uh, they were asking to uh, if they could use my car, but I've just got the rear seat tech screwed in, so I don't think it's very child friendly. <laughs> but. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I've been in that van with you <laughs> in the States. It's not, um, it wasn't yeah, that cool, bad. How cool is it going to be for him to go over? Hopefully he has a good Supercross season here and well, he that's the really thing. do something. Got to stay healthy, but I feel like Jay could be a main event guy over there. Oh, I wouldn't. like. He would be sort of tail end of the top 10. I think that West Coast this year wasn't very deep. I think it depends on what year it is, doesn't it? Sometimes yeah. the West is crazy. Well, and I then... think uh, back in 2016, they had over 70 entries for the West Coast, and this year they had just over 40 or 45 or something. Yeah. So um, it, it kind of depends. Everyone sort of switches and swatches. What? Sorry, switches between coasts with um, East and West, but yeah. I don't think there would be any uh, doubt that Jay would be a main event guy. I think he'd be you know, 10 to 15 easily. Yeah, I mean, you'd, you'd hope so. Um, it's not the easiest thing. You know, you've been over there. It's a bit of an, even though Supercross is Supercross, it's I don't a think lot. It's, I think it's more when you go over there, it's not so much uh, your ability, it's uh, how things fall into place for you. What depends who he's got around him and what support he has. That's the hardest thing. Well, I think if he's got Yamaha and he takes, say, yeah. his, his brother over there and, and um, he's got his family, you know, Misty's pretty switched on with Moto. Like, it's not like he'd be going over there blind. Um, he's got good people in his corner. Yeah, so I don't know if he should let his brother D work on the bike. I, <laughs> nah, D was a legend, but I actually did a national in Canada with a rag in the airbox. So, oh really? <laughs> yeah. did, did he go with a mechanic up there yeah, for you? And yeah, we were it was hilarious. <laughs> we pulled the bike down. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was all good times. Just me and him, just total shit show over there. But it was yeah, it was good times. D, D's a character, man. Oh, he's a legend. Yeah, but yeah, I didn't know he spent a few in Canada. Yeah, well, I wasn't so much spannering. We just, I was just paying him to have a good time over there with me. Yeah, so it was, yeah, it was, it was good. Times. Either way, either way. Yeah, I missed that. It's the Canadian Nationals as well. I should have put that on the intro. Ah, oh, barely did it. Just fractured another shoulder. <laughs> just another day in the life. Oh man, but you were there. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you were there. So hey, let's talk about this Pirelli MX2 because we got to we got to round this up soon. But um, so Wilson Todd, you know, he didn't really actually lose any points in the championship he, he he draw even with everybody so as far as the points go he's uh 14 points up on no no he's 24 on webster 24 so on webster no have... he's more than all right it's 24 oh, i messed that up so he's 35 points up on jay wilson not 25 nah 
you're out to lunch. It's 24 and 25. 24 so, points up on. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. 320 for Webster, 390. There's a lot of numbers in front of me. My bad. My bad. Um, but yeah, for Wilson Todd to have that crash in the second moto and still come back to fifth. Did we see that on TV? No, but I read somewhere that he had a crash in the first lap or so. So He uh, said over the bars been, on oh, his it? race report. And then he said, um, you know, equal first, hashtag team folded. Did you see that? Which we haven't really discussed that. How awesome is it that there was all these rumours about DP8 shutting down? And oh, I think that's what that hashtag was all about. And they came out and they, like, basically, I know they tied on points for in the two videos, but they, like... Were, they basically won both classes. I know and, how awesome is that. Yeah, and both points leads. So I think that shut down the rumours and, and... Yeah, uh, uh, I mean, I don't know. It's all good over there in the DPH camp. Like, it sure looks that way. You never really know what's going on behind the scenes, but it looks that way at this point. It doesn't matter we if did they get, get discussion in our GTV, by the way. We did? Yes. In the second moto? No, not in the second moto. Third moto. Third moto, yeah. Where? As they come down the hill after the start, go over the roller. Oh, we did. That's right. Okay, yeah, my damn bad. right we did. All yeah, right. we did. did my did. job for, you, for once. You did do your job. Um, yeah, so he crashed in that right-hander on the first lap of the last moto. He hit the... Um, the sinkhole rut that was like super soft at the bottom and went over the bars. Well, I think with the track the way it was, yeah, it was awesome and that, but with the little bit of how dry it was, mm. it did, uh, like cloudy in that second moto, it did reach up and grab a few guys. There was just these wet spots where it was weird. It was like the, you know what it's like at Conondale where you go down that back hill yeah. and then you sort of hook that right and it goes straight and there's like the far section and the it seems like during the day the ruts get deeper and the water comes up. Yeah. Yep. That's how it was at Gympie. And it seemed like these inside ruts, there was hardly any ruts at the start of the day, but once it broke through like the water level, it wasn't like there was water coming up, but it just got softer and deeper. And I think it caught Wilson Todd by surprise. And I can't believe I forgot that crash. Yeah, he, he just got ejected over the front of the bike and like a second gear rut. So for him to have that problem and uh, to come back and, and if the format wasn't the way it was, he still would have won there overall. With a one one five, so so the format again. Yeah, it comes up and grabs Wilson. Yeah, just like that, right? But so for him to do that, he didn't lose any points, and it just goes to show he's got one more uh, round less to do now, and he's he's got that twenty four point lead. Which yeah, I mean twenty four is decent. It, it's going to take. It's something. not a moto. If he can stretch that out to uh, thirty five, he's going to be going into Coolum uh, sitting pretty. But he has gone to Coolum before, and some crazy shits happened, and he hasn't won a title. But he's not racing a two straight this year. Come on, mate. Oh come on. Is that all two stroke? <laughs> no, Egan was. Egan was, was on re- it. He was really. He was on it. Yeah, no denying that. But yeah, I think that's it's a different. Wilson isn't it crazy? Like, I got a. I know we're not talking about Egan Maston right now, but isn't it crazy that he's not even around anymore? Oh yeah, it would be cool if he did come back and because he he was one of our top guys. That right, last I love watching him great, ride. No, he struggled in a, in what year was that? Eighteen, but in seventeen, man, that was fantastic. Like he was on it, but. You're saying that Wilson's had problems, you know, coming to the corner. That's a completely different rider. That was a couple of years ago. He's lost, what, two Oh, he wasn't as experienced, you know, it wasn't even... And if you've seen in the motos on the weekend, he was out front leading and then he had uh, Jay in the first one pressuring him and then he had, uh, was it Crawford yeah. uh, caught him. Oh, let's and it talk was about that like in a minute, yeah. He, he stepped up the pace a little bit and those guys, like Crawford, was on the edge a little bit. Uh, trying to pass him, but it didn't seem to fluster Wilson at all. He just seemed to, you know, keep doing his lines, keep yep. keep like that pace up, and it showed in those first two motos. He went one one, and it, he didn't look flustered whatsoever. No, he was racing the track, and like NATO was getting crazy. Like you saw Jay go down trying to pass him in the first one. Yeah, it and seemed like then, they were all trying to run Wilson's pace. Yeah, I don't know. And then you know, let's talk about NATO Crawford. You know, he basically jumped onto the back of 
Wilson Todd at the top of the hill there. And well, they both swapped each other's lines well, in I that think, section, and then it just seemed to yeah, they they kind of a little bit. They kind of traversed each other. Um, traversed. There you go. They did. Um, but yeah, it looked like Wilson kind of got stood up by the chop on that roller at the top of the hill, and it kind of sent him more into NATO's line. I don't know if that's what I saw, but yeah, that, yeah, that's what I thought too. But how cool is it that uh, Nathan's finally he's back? He's back. I think in the next four rounds, we're going to see him win around. He's going to win some rounds. He's going to win some motos, dude. He was he was freaking hanging. And it as out. bad as like the weekend went for him, I guess he had a couple crashes or whatever. Yeah, he he's spun out. Give him, yeah, he's going to give him. That, yeah. You see that crash on the first, that wet section in the first race? Yeah. yeah. And that was just pushing it. But for him, it's got to give him confidence this weekend um, for, you know, he had a couple crashes, but he did get on the podium and he, it's going to give him the confidence in the next few rounds because he did have that speed finally, which he hasn't had all year. Yeah, uh, he's back. I think it's safe to say that and uh, it's good to see. Just so, like Dobson, another one that's, you know, he's broadcasted all over Instagram, but he's put in the work and it's cool to see that it finally paid off. It's paying off. I mean, for Nato Crawford, that was the Nato Crawford of old that we're used to seeing. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. It was good to see Aaron Tanny back too. Tanny didn't, I mean, 60 points, equal third overall. He, he's probably kicking himself on that one, the same as the other guys are. But um, Tanny, I thought that was an encouraging round for him. He was another one. Was it the first or second motor that was up there in a nice yeah, position? He and, was, and yeah, he was, yeah. So uh, th- those little mistakes sort of... It's kind of the tale of the Tanny's day, career so far. Like he's got the speed the last couple of seasons, but these little mistakes keep, keep coming up and hurting him. Yeah, that he did have those mistakes and it did cost him, I guess, an overall podium. But for as bad as that little mistake was, he still ended up overall tied for third. So it wasn't a horrible day, but I guess in the end that bonus check doesn't doesn't cash, cash on fourth no. when, you're, when you're tied for fourth overall. Uh, Webster, um, what would you say? Didn't look the same. Day? Didn't look the same as we've seen him. I uh, think Webster just showed us that uh, yeah, at the softer tracks like Murray Bridge and that he's going to be just on the pace of Wilson Todd and all that. But maybe sometimes when we go to these tracks that aren't quite the norm, like a Conondale or a Gympie or something like that, he may be just off the pace a little bit. And the other thing is, with a start straight like that and it's such a fast track, you can't tell me that he's a tiny, tiny... Whether it's even just a small bit, he's a tiny bit down on power compared to the Yamaha and KDM. Yeah, well, that might be how it looked. It looked like he was working every inch of that bike and um, those long uphills, he might have been losing a little bit. Of, even if it's a bite length, that adds up over the two really fast sections of the track. Um, but for Webster, I mean, if you were to take a track that you'd say wouldn't be Webster's strong point, it would probably be Gimpy's layout. Yeah, so for him, uh, it's going to be interesting. I don't know, have you ever been to Maitland? Haven't, no. I don't know what that's going to be like, but uh, Maury may be another one that he's, uh, you know, battling to get on the podium. He might not be quite as comfortable there, but, you know, we've got two rounds at Coolum to end the year, and I think he's going to end on a strong point. So if he's close within, you know, that, uh, you know, it's going to be close between him and Jay Wilson for that second spot in the championship if Wilson continues the way he is. Yeah, I think Jay's going to go on a bit of a roll here, and Webster's going to have to match it. Um, it's going to be interesting to see where it goes now. Dylan Wills, six overall. Wills, he was, I guess you kind of say, the best of the rest. Yeah, you didn't really notice him too much all day until uh, I seen him on NRG when uh, Wilson Todd passed him coming from mm. the pack. But that was a good, it's still a good day, a solid day. But for him, he's, like like I said last show, I, I think it's there's nothing wrong with just being a fifth-place guy. And, you know, someone's got to be a fifth-place guy. But for him, he 
he's got to be searching for more. You know, he seems to put in the work. So for him, he can't be, you know, overly happy with a six overall or whatever. Yeah, I mean, he's still building. He's still young and he had that little injury, had the surgery uh, after my bridge. Um, six overall is not bad. And, and Bailey Malkowitz, seventh overall. Um, pretty quiet day for Bailey as well. I'd probably say, you know, again, I talking to Medi when we talked about the, the grass track days and the thumper nets and, and, you know, Bailey's generation, they literally probably would very rarely have seen a racetrack like that. And I think that definitely, it would have hurt like those younger riders. Well, yeah, I guess, but it also in that class, just like the 450s, we've got that sort of top five. We've got like Jay Wilson, Wilson Todd, uh, Kyle Webster and the two Circo boys. Uh, is there anyone else I'm missing? Because I feel like they're just that little yeah, bit. Yeah, but then you look, you look at the round before, Bailey podiumed. I guess, but you also had uh, Wilson Todd mechanical that round. Yeah, Nato Crawford was still. Like, yeah, yeah so, okay, yeah. Uh, I think now it's going to be, i do not saying that someone like Malkowitz or, or Wills or anyone can't podium, but that sort of top group seems that they've broken away a little bit and established themselves as that. And then the other guys like Wills and Malkowitz are going to go for that best of the rest, like Rikers or Dobson in the 450 class. Yeah, true. Um, I think Malkowitz, I mean, like I said, I just, I have a feeling some of the younger guys would have struggled with that track being more of a natural terrain. Like the juniors don't see that stuff anymore. Yeah, I guess that's your opinion. opinion, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I might be wrong, but yeah, seventh overall for Bailey, eighth overall for Morgan Fogarty. Um, Funny story, the Fogarty family actually gave me a lift to the track Sunday morning um, because I got stuck at the hotel. Um, You see him crashing the parade, that has got to be... Yeah, he did exactly the same thing as... um, Jake Williams also crashed on the parade lap. Jake Williams, yeah. He no, but he didn't have a little tip over. He had a cartwheel. Yeah, Jake carted. Um, no, Morgan Foggy did the same thing as um, Wilson Todd. He hit that right and it just grabbed his oh, front so end. It was in it, that, yeah. yeah, that was the deal. But yeah, it's never a good crash on the parade lap. No. so Especially with the cameras on you. For him, is that, like, correct me if I'm wrong, that would be have to be his best... MX2 performance, Yeah, because he hasn't been where I would have expected him. Well, he was MXD last year. Yeah, yep. And but he, it's not like the first half of the year's been... Stand out, yeah. nah. Well, <coughs> excuse me. It was funny because like I said I ended up getting a ride to the track with him in the morning. They stayed at the same hotel with us, as us, and I was just having a chat to him. And yeah, he sort of said the first half of the season's not been, not been great. Trying to figure it out, he knows he can do better. Um, but it was good to see him figure it out. You know, he was on screen a little bit on the on the TV show, and um, you know, eighth overall, top ten, something to build off. That's for sure. Um, Isaac Ferguson nine, Tommy Ravenhorst ten, Joel Evans eleven, Latimer twelve. Joel Green, Riley Ward. So we've had a few drop back down from the 450s with um, Ravenhouse and um, well, yeah, cause, um, David. What's his name? Lockie, Lockie D. Yeah. He finished, uh, where's Lockie D at? Uh, 18th overall. He dropped back on a 250 and so did Raybo, I think, right? Yeah, it's interesting that they dropped back down. Yeah, a bit, bit of a strange deal there, but they did. Um, what else we got here? Uh, talk about Luke Reardon actually whole shot that second moto, third moto. That was cool. Yeah, and what, did he end up in that moto ninth? Yeah, he stayed in the top 10. He, he ran, I think he nearly led that whole first lap. Oh, it was cool because he hasn't raced the rest of the series, has he? So. No, nah, he kind of pops up here and there, but seems to do his own, his own deal in uh, in Queensland with the local stuff. Um, Caleb Barham, did Barham get injured at Maybridge? No idea. Well, I, need, I was meant he to ask him. He did a moto there, so for him to be, what did he get, 11th overall, what did he get? This round? Yeah. 17th overall. Oh, well, there you go. As I'm saying, something's not adding He's up. had that one standout sort of uh, round at Murray Bridge, and then the rest of the year is pretty much gone horrible. Well, he's a really good starter, so that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, why didn't he um, Why didn't he get good starts? 
Because that's the Straiters. I mean, he's not under power. He's on a husky. Yeah, well, the same reason what Posniak and, and all that, they should have gotten the starts as well. But mm. I guess when it comes down to it, you got to do it. The yeah. top guys always seem to be up there in the start. Posniak, 20th overall. How do you blow a, a motor up in that last one? Yeah, he blew the cylinder head completely off. Yeah, like I heard it looked like a horror movie. Not good. Not good. Yeah. Not good if you're a private here and you're trying to pay the bills to... To go to the races. So, shout out to Paws. We hope that that repair isn't too bad. Um, Palsy, 21. Bruce, 22. Chandler Burns, 23. Um, Yeah. Some of the, the... the Vic Privateers didn't have the best day. Chandler Burns didn't get to the line for the second back I to back. That. And what was the deal with that? He had a flat tire. Um, and then his dad was changing it in the mechanics area. Then he, he ran it in as the five second board spins around and he hits the gate. Yeah, <laughs> and it was it was a bit of a mess. Yeah. Poor Burnsy. Um, anything else for Pirelli MX2 you want to talk about? Uh, not that I can really think of. I, I think uh, the, we're going to see a little bit of the same in the next few rounds. We're going to have Wilson Todd uh, leading and then... Uh, we'll see if uh, Jay Wilson and uh, Nathan Crawford and, and sort of Webster and all that, see if they can match him and, and see if they can stay on trying to match that pace because on the weekend we saw a lot of mistakes in that sort of top five group. Someone you train with a bit, Duran, Jai Constantino. Do you know uh, what happened an, with his day? Yeah, not a lot of bike problems for him, which is disappointing. You know, uh, he, because obviously you know he's one of my good friends and he puts in the work, he trains really hard. Uh, he's always doing uh, a lot of training with, uh, Ross in that group so he's in that sort of fast uh, group of riders and, and he always puts in the work with his cycling and, and all that so for him to go to another event and have bike problems he's just sort of bashing his head up against the wall but if he ever gets his shit together uh, <laughs> he could be you know easily a top 10 rider um, yeah. and, and he's got the, the speed of that best of the rest well in MXD in the previous years he's done Good results, so it's yeah. the same in, what, 28th overall? Something had to go I think off. if he stops letting his dad work on these bikes at the races, uh, we'll see. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but he did have electrical problems on the weekend, and that's what was... Ignition, uh, right. Stuffed him up all day. I think the only really time he got on the track without problems was in qualifying. So um, look for him in the next few rounds to uh, hopefully get his shit together and, and see all the hard work pay off, because he's definitely putting in the work. All right, that's uh, Pirelli MX2. Let's um, wrap this show up. We're going to talk about um, Moto MXD real quick. Um, Duffy and Purvis, they swap Moto wins. Um, Pretty cool that Purvis, I know uh, Duffy didn't get uh, the start in the first Moto, but cool for him to sort of, you know, answer the questions that he can Yeah, he's got it, man. Um, First of all, Sir Purvis, very early at Melbourne Airport on Saturday morning, he had a mullet that was more refined. I think the top of the head was shaved more. he had the, the speed dealer Sonny's hanging off the back of the mullet. The pit vipers hanging the off pit, the back yeah, of the mullet. There you go, the pit vipers. Um, the kid's got his own deal going on with that. Yeah, well, I guess it's just his style. But no, it's, another it's one cool. that I, like I haven't it. really, you know, going to be honest, I haven't taken too much notice of MXD. But the dude that has the Sonny's on the podiums, where's he factored in? Because uh, I haven't seen him for a few, couple of rounds. He was we? fourth overall. He had a good second moto. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Purvis, I mean, if you were going to take any track, Purvis was going to excel out. I think it will be... Why? Because of the natural terrain? Natural terrain. like uh, Not completely New Zealand track, but I mean, closer than you get for most Aussie tracks. Yeah, and it's sort of got to be disappointing for him in that second moto. He didn't get the job done. What was... Did he get passed by Duffy or did Duffy just get the start? Oh man, I can't remember. I think Duffy had the whole shot. Um, oh, by go. the last MXD mode, I'm kind of fried because I've commentated about eight races. and So for him, there's only four rounds to go, and uh, Duffy has a little bit of a points lead built up now. So 
Uh, that's always well, high on points, so he didn't make anything. Yeah, that's up. exactly yeah. same as Jay Wilson and and all that in the MX2. As much as it is nice to get the win, he didn't make up any points. So, uh, as good as it is, like I said, to get that moto win, it's got to be disappointing to not make up those points in the championship and cl- and tighten this thing up because if it continues the way it is, Duffy's going to easily mail this championship in. It is a bit like that. Um, man, Purvis was peeling it off that uphill triple, like getting... That was a pretty cool section, eh? It was, yeah. I think we need more of those sections in... It was cool like because us. they built it on the fence line where all the fans were, where the, the, the food Seemed and stuff was. Seemed on that fence line. Like I said, they're like 3,000 plus. Like for MXN, that's a decent crowd in regional Queensland, you know what I mean? So... Um, no, Ferguson finally, you know, finally been saying this kid's got speed for a while. Well, everyone speaks about his speed and, mm. and that, and we haven't really seen uh, too much of that this year. So Yeah, we've finally seen that he is, he put it together, got a good start, motor one, ran up front for a while, and it's something to build off. It's funny because I was talking to his dad on, on the Saturday, and um, we were just, I was just talking, and I was like, what's going on with Noah, and how's it going? And he said, basically, he said, it's kind of my fault. He's like, I've been trying to tame him down and, and make him more consistent. And he's saying at this level, you got to just go to sprint. you got to go all out. And um, I guess we saw that a bit on the weekend. He did have that speed back a little bit. Um, maybe what not. What did he go on the second motor? Because in the first, he was in second. And then he ran third in motor Duff- one. Yeah, Duffy got him on that last lap. And 26, so he was fifth in moto two. And that was good enough for third overall? It was, yeah. Oh, that's lucky. Mason Rowe had a third in moto two. Um, yeah. Mason Rowe went 6-3 for fourth overall. Oh, wow. Uh, Cosford, no. he got a good start in the second moto, uh, fifth overall. So what's the go of Bud? Because I didn't get to Dude, see. Dude, Bruce Bud, so he had a horrible day. Um, yeah, that's got it. We ju- we're just talking about how consistent he is. I know. It was then. a really – I don't know. It just was a really uncharacteristic day for Bud. I don't have an answer as to what happened. I mean, his motos, he was 14 points in moto one, twenty-two in moto 2. Like, just – uh, we saw him on screen once or twice crash. I don't know if there was some other issues going on, but he did not have a good day. So he's going to be looking to get it back on track because... Uh, that was a costly day for him in the points. Yeah. He went what, 17-9. 17-9. So and that's a guy that's been on the podium a lot this year. Well, he's been on the podium every round, hasn't he? I think he missed one, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah. So pretty pretty uncharacteristic for him. But yeah, I don't want to shit on him too much on the show without knowing what happened, but it wasn't good either way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Ferguson, Rowe, Cosford, Jai Walker, Ty Jones, Brody Ellis, Liam Ward. Quiet day for Ellis. Um, I'm not sure what happened to him there. Tenth was Mackenzie O'Brien, uh, Hellier, Bide, Grothiers, Marchand, Kukas. Kukas had a really quiet day. On an, oh, Mason Simmons, um, DNF Moto 2. See him at the airport. I think he came together with uh, Kukas in that second moto, and um, his hand was all kind of swollen and. Hopefully Mason's not injured for, for Hatter and stuff. I think he would be doing that soon. But um, he have a rough run. He's had a rough run with Lark, man. We always seem to travel with those guys, and, and they're such a red bunch here. His he's, old man was giving me shit for missing the crash. I was literally two seconds late on the button. Yeah, you did that a few times yesterday. You had your head over the wall going, did you see that crash? I'm like, no. It would have been great to have it on the screen, though. i got a lot of shit to look at, and I've got to hear your voice, Aiden's <laughs> voice, and everyone else talking to me. I've had enough. Um, so yeah, hopefully shout out to Mason. Hopefully he's good. Um, and with that, um, I was going to talk about somebody else real quick. Oh, WBR. So the WBR Yamaha team, Wimbledon Brothers Racing, they got a new semi truck. Yeah, they. And it is sick. 
Really? I went and had a tour of it on Saturday. It was on Insta- you know that, that app Instagram that you can go on and um, you can see like news and events and What are you talking about? I'm active as anyone on there. Yeah, with females. But if you unmute I have dude, that's if you unmuted, don't throw me under the bus with that. I'm not active with that on there. If you unmuted all the motocross content, you would see that the WBR team got a new truck. I always wonder with that because we've seen with CDR for years they had the little rigid truck and then finally in the last, what, six years or whatever, yeah. they've had the semi. But is it really necessary? I know it's a big billboard in that, but is it really nece- necessary for, to run two riders out of the semi in Australia? Like Dude, if we went through I, their drawers, have they got anything in those drawers? From what I've seen with the setup, they were finishing building it, but it is sick. Like they had the living area with the kitchen. They had a shower, toilet, like legit bathroom. And then they got the bikes upstairs, the workshop downstairs, and then they got a living area and then the bedrooms up top. Like, you know, you look at like the Troy Carroll one that he bought a couple of years ago, that ain't necessary. Like that thing was a freaking tour bus. But I mean- Didn't fit under any bridges. No, but I mean, it was pretty dope. I had to look inside that thing. It was off its head. But um, at the same time for the WBR team, I do it as a family. Like the, the brothers travel, they got their, their wives and girlfriends. You got the mum and dad. Like it's a family dealership and it's a family team. And, and Travel Sanami is like, you know, we do it because we love it and, and this is going to make it so much cooler for us to um, to travel around and do the series. I guess it's, it's cool. Um, so it's kind of, you know, as much as it's nice for them to be um, in the under-19s class as the MR team, but surely if they've got a semi, they need to be stepping up and, and we can run but another. You know um, you know how these contracts work. Like oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're the powerhouse of the under-19s class, which yeah. is cool and all. But if they got a semi and that type of support, it would be cool to see them you well, know, clearly, run national classes. If they've got a semi, they're not going anywhere. Like they're looking at yeah, doing this long term. They've so been around since what, 2014 or 15 or something? Yeah, 14. It, it, when they were on Cowies, I think was the first year they did yeah, it. Yeah, so they've been yeah. around for a little while. So I guess it's just another step for them. And, and hopefully, you know, we see in the next few years, they'll step up into the professional classes. Yeah, I mean, I guess it all comes down to funding and contracts, but it'd be cool to see. So um, I'd say that's a wrap on Modal MXD. And looking at the clock, that's going to be a wrap on episode 11. This would be the Gimpy um, preview, uh, review show. And uh, yeah, there was a lot of action that went on. And um, again, shout out to the MX Farm, shout out to MX Nationals. This was a killer event and um, honestly one of the best rounds I've been to in a long time. So Mark Bishop and the family, um, thanks for listening to the show. And you guys did a rad job at the event. And with that, um, pretty good spit, uh, the spit roast on the Saturday night. It was good. All yeah. the staff, that was good. That was really good. That was cool. I was going to say, we haven't done that in a long time. Like, I couldn't remember the last time I just hung out at the track after the races, had a beer, and had some food. Like, there was a fire and everything. Like, it was super cool. Duran's got a smirk on his face. Get your mind out of the gutter. You're 26. Grow up. <laughs> I'm not going there with these meltdowns right now. But, um, with that, Duran, um, thanks for coming in. Thanks for doing the show. And we've got to go out for a ride soon, man. Yeah, well, I'm back riding now. I had my first proper ride yesterday. Like, I know you won't come to the so gym with me, but you can come ride with me, maybe. You should have seen how pathetic I was. It was freaking horrid, but... I reckon it wouldn't be as bad as you make out. Oh, it was pretty bad, but it's nice to get out and ride. And, and um, yeah, we'll see how we go. Get some bike time in. All right, let's, let's get some riding in. Um, 
So with that, that's a wrap. We'll, um, we're going to put a show, out, uh, a show out next week. We don't have an MXN coming up, but we're going to keep this content moving. Um, so look for that. And we're recording on Mondays, so most of these shows dropping on Tuesdays now. Um, also working on the Inside Dirt platform where we're going to have some other shows coming out soon. We're going to keep this one as the Inside Dirt show. Work to do on a new channel with the one-on-ones and then some other cool stuff we're working on. So we've only done 11 episodes. I know it's it's into the season now and I keep saying the more content is coming, but it is. And the way you can help us with that, guys, is I appreciate everyone listening. Um, please keep listening. Please keep sharing. I know the content at this point of the season, people start, it's a bit samey, but um, we're, not, we're putting it out for you guys. So please keep sharing it. Get it out there. Shoot us in the DMs. If there's any ideas you want us to do with the show, anything else, um, we're working on some live shows as well um, for later in the season, which might be cool. We might be having some shows at the round later in the year, but we'll keep you posted on that. Um, where you can maybe hang out with us and uh, we'll do some live stuff, which will be cool. Um, maybe at Coolum, and we might have one coming up before that too. So we're going to keep you guys in the loop there. So um, that's about it, guys. Thanks for listening. Keep the live coming. And um, from myself, Duran, and Darnell, we will catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening to the Inside Dirt Show. Yeah.